And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. It's the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. One shot dead outside of New Jersey Mall parking lot dispute leaves one dead at a Walmart. Different, different places. Shoppers fight over towels. UK riot over toilet paper. But primarily, nothing like what's taking place here in the United States. You know, headline and drudge, Black Friday matters. Okay. And, you know, if anyone doubts, in my view anyway, if anyone doubts the, uh, that whatever might be left of civility is going to go out the window when things get bad, just take a look at the violence over towels, over televisions, over stupid things. Really. And, and what's sad is some of these people look like they're really enjoying themselves on on, on this Black Friday. Yeah, and we have nothing to worry about, folks. I, I just I put up a special report just moments ago, actually, from my office. It's a seven-minute video about the fact that uh, there are a lot of attempts right now being made behind the scenes. Uh, the globalists are not going to relinquish their power here via Obama easily, readily. They're not going to thwart, or, or, or they're attempting to thwart the the power transition. And and I long, I've often said that um, the the critical part of this is the legitimacy of our elections will be questioned. And, and via Jill Stein of the Green Party, that's exactly what's happening, isn't it? You know, she had launched this massive recount and, uh, or, or this, this funding for uh, a, a recount in three states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, where it, she has really no standing or really no legitimate interest in a recount, although she's such a great American. She cares about the integrity of our elections. Well, perhaps that's so. But, um, she, she has raised her uh, goal because she's met the goal not once, but tw- not twice, but three times. Um, and it's interesting if you look at how she's doing things. It, it, it it's the, the money that's coming in, and, and she's and others are saying, "Well, this is a grassroots campaign because Americans cannot believe that Trump won." Well, and especially in those three states. Well, the, the the problem with all of this is you have to follow the money and, and the entanglement of the money. And have you noticed how quiet Hillary has, has been? <laughs> is that by design or is that because she's just shamed in, into some sort of uh, bizarre acquiescence? I, I think it's part of a strategy, part of a plan. You have to look at the larger picture. Folks, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. We have actually three guests coming. Uh, 
Ted Brower, all with the same last name too, Ted and Sharon Brower and Austin Brower, talking about different topics, but getting into the connection, connecting the dots, connecting the dots of very important matters, past and present, gun running, fast and furious, drug running, artificial intelligence, computers, and then health too, very important as well. All right. Eric the Texas, we're ready. So, without any further ado, we're going to bring on Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, healthmasters.com. And proud to say, tonight's broadcast brought to you by healthmasters.com. Visit their website using the promo code THANKS16. That's THANKS16. You'll get 10% off your purchase. Let me tell you, that, that that's a great, great initiative. Ted, how you doing, brother? Doug, I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and it's so good to be with you. And if I'll, I'll let me give you a little synopsis of what we're going to be covering tonight. The first half an hour, we're going to be talking about some really interesting research that's being done right now in the field of health and nutrition and how drugs are being promoted for every single thing, including if you don't have diabetes, you're supposed to be taking a diabetes drug. So we're going to start with that because a third of the people right now in the United States are almost diabetic with adult-onset diabetes with insulin resistance, a third it's like, you know, over a hundred million people. So they're chafing at the bits, trying to get everybody on drugs. We're going to cover a bunch of those health stories like that for the first half hour. Then in the bottom of the hour, my son is coming on. He's going to be talking about fast and the furious. Now, Austin has been given this like extra dose of testosterone at this 28 year old age of his. And, you know, we've got a couple of photos that Doug can throw up of Austin, you know, including one carrying an AR-15 if Doug wants to put that up. And so, and also shooting an alligator with a 45 in a little tiny boat, about a 10 foot gator. So we got all kinds of photos about that. He's going to be talking about Fast and the Furious and gun running and what was actually done by the Obama administration and also the George Bush administration. We're going to talk about that tonight too. This didn't just start with Obama, it started back with Bush. Uh, then, the, then I'll be coming back on for another half an hour. We'll be doing some more nutrition stuff. And then Austin will, and Sharon will be coming on at, the, at 8.30, and she'll be talking about relationships and how husbands and wives need to have a better relationship and how to do that. And then at the top of the not third hour, I'm going to be coming back on, and I'm going to be talking about artificial intelligence. I've told you guys multiple times how they're trying to tie us into an AI. This is basically a D-Wave computer from a D-Wave corporation, which was sold to Lockheed Martin and how they're going to tie that into Lucifer. I'm going to give you the actual mechanism they're going to use to do that in the third hour. It's an hour you don't want to miss. I've got a whole bunch of notes for that hour, all fresh information that will tie back together with other information that we've covered with you guys in the past, Doug. So whenever you're ready to get started, we'll jump on this thing, Doug. Yeah, let's do that. And I just want to remind people, too, the D-Wave computer, the supercomputer, you've heard Anthony Patch talk about it. You've heard uh, others, and, of course, Gon's uh, um, as well, Revising Reality, the book uh, co-authored by, by Patch and others. Uh, this is uh, – Ted's going to tie everything together. So let's get started, uh, Ted. I'm not, I don't want to take any more of your time. Well, no, you got I, – I, I just love talking to you on the show, Doug. It's a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, when the – Developer, the president, the CEO of this corporation that developed the Steve Wave computer. When he, when the CEO stood beside this D Wave computer, computer, he said, "It is if I'm standing by an altar to an alien god." Quote. So, guys, the third hour is going to be off the chain tonight. So, you guys have to stay tuned for the third hour. So, anyhow, so let's talk about diabetes. New article: Not diabetic, take a diabetes drug anyway. 
<laughs> That's what the medical establishment was scandalously recommending. There are literally billions of dollars to be made. Prediabetes refers to the condition of abnormal but not pathological blood sugar levels. People with prediabetes are considered to be at a risk to develop type 2 diabetes. One in three Americans, over 100 million people, are said to be prediabetic. And that's a lot of people. And Big Pharma is salivating. $322 billion is already spent annually on caring for people with diabetes and pre diabetes. Now, what's crazy about this, Doug, is this. The Journal of the of, of, of India said, the Diabetes Journal of India said that just using turmeric, you know, in high dosages, capsule forms of turmeric, along with dietary change, completely prevents type 2 diabetes or type 2 prediabetes from becoming diabetes. 100% cure rate. 100% it doesn't happen. You know, when we put together the Hagman blood sugar protocol for you a few years ago when blood sugar was, you were running high blood sugar, I put together the best protocol we could because we've been using that for many, many years in our office, and I just decided to go ahead and you know and put it as a package on the website because, guys, listen to me for a second. If you're pre-diabetic and you have elevated blood sugar and your body's still producing insulin, chances are, the vast majority of the times, if you just simply change your lifestyle and what you're putting into your body, that pre-diabetes will never become diabetes. And even if you are type 2 diabetic and you're already taking metformin or some other type of drug, in many cases you can work with your medical doctor in changing your diet and changing your lifestyle, taking the right kind of supplements, and you can get off of the prescription drugs and medication that you're taking. But you need to do that with your doctor because you don't want to go into insulin shock. So, guys, for just a second, think through this with me. If you're on a really good diet and you don't come down with diabetes, and then you go on a really bad diet and you become diabetic, then you go back on your healthy diet and you get rid of the diabetes, the type 2 diabetes. Doesn't it make sense had you never gone off the healthy diet to start with, you never would have come down with the diabetes? Now, <laughs> this isn't rocket science, Doug, but this is just really, really simple. And this is what I used to always tell my patients that came into the office gosh, almost 30 years ago now. I used to say, hey, look, guys, here's the deal. If you're eating foods that are making you sick, why don't you kind of stop it? It's kind of important that you just stay away from the sodas and the snack cakes and the junk food and the dried fruits if you have elevated blood sugar and the fruit juices if you have elevated blood sugar and that you drink distilled water you'll be amazed at what it'll do in addition to that you can use one ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice it has to be fresh squeezed every time you use it every time you make it into one, about nine ounces of distilled water you sweeten a little bit of stevia a little bit of ice in it makes a delicious tasting lemonade it does wonders for strengthening the body the liver and lowering blood sugar and that's an easy thing you can do and I go to some of the big box stores where you get lemons because some some grocery stores now Doug they're selling lemons for like a buck fifty a piece for one lemon which is complete nonsense so you can really get good quality <laughs> lemons at the box stores I don't like I don't only like promoting box stores but guys no. you get a bag of, you get a big bag of lemons for three or four dollars versus you know you know two dollars for one lemon or a dollar for one lemon just go with a big bag of lemons and you'll be using so much of those what do you think about that doug i mean and how, you know, important, uh, how, how, how important is diet for diabetes doug well you know i just go back to what you did for me and i just have to say that that uh the protocol this is this is so bizarre that that i'm looking at this now in hindsight and I was headed for a crash just because of my lifestyle. You know, you wake up at uh, six in the morning, you start uh, eating cold pizza, you throw back a, a can of coke or whatever, and you just start your day out that way. And then you you just you're sedentary and such. And then you go to the doctor and you you wonder why your counts are way off. Well, 
you, you just switch that. But equally important, I think, is the blood sugar protocol, the natural blood sugar p- protocol. Because changing my diet did help. However, and, and becoming less sedentary did help. But that what really threw everything together was the the, the turmeric and the. Uh, Cinnamon extract. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know what. Of course, now I need something for for my mental acuity here. <laughs> I got that too, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but you see, folks, look, you can change the way you feel because I feel a lot better, and I and my my levels have. I don't have diabetes anymore, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you guys. And when when the stuff hits the fan. You're going to be looking around for your metformin or your insulin or whatever you take, and you, you may not have it. Well, hey, we told you so. So thank you, Ted, for mentioning that, because that, to me that's important. Well, it, really it is, is, Doug, because the thing about it is, and we talked about this before in other shows, if you've got a problem that requires medical intervention and drugs, if the economy collapses or whatever happens, because it's like you said at the beginning of the show, these Luciferian central bankers that run the world and run the central banks who control everything right now in the United States, including the media, they're not going to go down softly. They're just waiting. These guys, they have things plotted out years in advance. They were already prepared for this contingency. I don't think what they were prepared for was the fact that Hillary Clinton got busted with all those emails, and we've talked about it on your show. I believe that we all prayed and we asked, we asked God to expose Hillary Clinton, and I believe that that, ex, that, ex, that that exposure of Hillary Clinton is what allowed, you know, this election to be turned. And I personally oh, believe yeah. that the New World Order did not want soul cooking and satanic sacrifices and all these things to be exposed to the general population that they were involved in, and they they, they knew that Bill and Hillary were damaged goods, and there was simply no way, absolutely no way. That they could go in and salvage that mess, and so did, they'd did rather go the, ahead and try. Yeah, and, and the worst is yet to come. I don't know whether you did, uh, I had a chance to take a look at what I sent you. It's just a PDF of just one tenth of what I've collected so far, just some of the backdrop. But uh, there's more to come because you'll notice that WikiLeaks has been silent since the victory of Donald Trump. Why do you think that is, folks? There's something else going on, and there's something else about ready to drop. So, Oh, I believe that. And the thing about it is, guys, is this. You know, we've just all got to work together for the common good for Christianity and for Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. We've all got to be here together in the aggregate. And when we prayed together on Doug's show and my show, you know, on Hodge's show, and we asked God to expose Hillary Clinton, man, did he expose her. And, guys, that's how we have to do all of this stuff. We need to pray that the Rothschild banking cartel gets exposed for what and who they are. And that's how we need to do all of this stuff. But, anyhow, let me jump to the next subject here because if I don't, I'll start talking about all this stuff. And we'll, I won't do any nutritious stuff the first 15 minutes here. Psoriasis, by the way, is now being found to be more than just a skin disorder. I want to cover this because I've had so many people that have had these types of problems with psoriasis. But it's also been linked now, Doug, with inflammation, skin plaques, inflammatory bowel disease 
disease, coronary artery disease, heart attacks, diabetes, and obesity. That's why it's really important that I want to talk about this tonight. Because see, psoriasis is a symptom. It's a, it's a problem. It's a deficiency that causes this. And that same deficiency causes all of these other types of diseases in the body. That's why when you start getting things like psoriasis, it's really important that you take a good, close look at it if you're having really dry, flaky skin or psoriasis. Because you've got to try to figure out what's going on from an internal standpoint and fix it. Putting creams and lotions on this, most cases, is not very effective because it's an internal condition that is causing it. The list also includes heart attacks, stroke, cardiovascular mortality, obesity, insulin resistance, cholesterol abnormalities, high blood pressure, diabetes, psoriasis, arthritis, depression, anxiety, suicides, Crohn's disease, MS, and T-cell lymphoma. Several studies have actually suggested that severe psoriasis is an independent risk factor of heart attack and stroke. Patients treated for severe psoriasis are 30 times more likely, Doug, to experience a major heart attack than melanoma or skin cancer. That's crazy. Massive heart attacks were seen as the highest risk associated with psoriasis. Now, one of the primary reasons that this happens is one of the biggest deficiencies with psoriasis is omega-3 fats. And the omega-3 fats are the what keep the blood thin. It's kind of like putting WD-40 in your bloodstream, right? And I don't go out and do that because it's unhealthy. But when you drink things like cod liver oil or you take things like borage oil or you do different types of omega-3 fats, it really helps to thin the blood, which increases the oxygen ability of the blood and it allows the skin to get enough nutrients to heal. Also, vitamin D is probably the most researched vitamin for psoriasis, along with vitamin A like you'd get in your cod liver oil, and probiotics are super important. But remember, you need to be using omega-3 oils like extra virgin olive oil. Make sure that's organic. Stay away from soy oil and corn oil and canola oil, which are high in omega-6 oils. These omega-6 fats, Doug, they make the blood real thick, and they make the blood kind of gel up. And so it's real hard for the blood to pump and to oxygenate the tissues. The omega-3 fats like cod liver oil are one of the most important things that you can take if you have psoriasis along with borage oil. Also, you need to be taking silica cell salts and also you need to be taking the bioplasma cell salts. Several studies have also demonstrated a high prevalence of gluten intolerance, celiac disease, also connected with psoriasis, and a lot of people with psoriasis with gluten intolerance showed great improvement in skin lesions within just six months of eliminating gluten. Now, a lot of that could also be, Doug, that gluten consumption activates Tregs in the autoimmune disorders and provokes inflammation. Plus, remember, a lot of this stuff with gluten now is saturated with glyphosate, which is Roundup, which is an unbelievable systemic poison to your body. Other nutrients associated Deficiencies associated with psoriasis are low B12 levels, coenzyme Q10, vitamin E, and zinc, which is really important, and also iron. Now, guys, don't be taking supplements with iron. It's not necessary. You can get some organic blackstrap molasses, and guys, you can take about a teaspoon of this a couple times a week. Women, you can take a teaspoon every single day. If you're menstruating, you can take a little bit more than that. And remember, guys, iron is real important, but you don't want to take it in supplement form. That's why the Ultimate Multiple at Health Masters does not contain iron because that type of iron, that type of supplemental iron, you know, in those forms has been shown to increase the risk of heart disease, and I won't put it in my product. But remember, A, D, the omega-3 oils, and the different herbs and stuff that we talked about, and plus omega-3 fats are the biggest thing that you can do, Doug, to help get rid of psoriasis. You know, psoriasis is embarrassing, Doug. You know, you sit there and your scalp's flaking and you got 
white scaly stuff falling on your clothes. You don't want to wear black shirts or black coats or navy blues, anything. You scratch your head and the stuff falls off like dandruff. You know, or you have, you have these big patches on your elbows or on your skin. I mean, a few years ago, I remember I walked into a, in a uh, hotel over in Clearwater, a Starwood property, a Sheraton. And I remember the guy at the countertop, the counter, he was literally covered with psoriasis from his, from his, from his wrists all the way up as high as you see to, to his shirt. I mean, I mean, arms covered in it. And I told him, I said, dude, you really must have a problem with that. He goes, well, yeah, obviously I do. I said, yeah, I said, I didn't want to really say anything. It was pretty obvious. I said, there's some natural things that you can do to get rid of this. And he goes, really? He goes, I've never heard of such a thing. And I said, well, here's what they are. So I wrote them down on the list, which is what I just gave your audience. And I gave them to him. Now, here's the question. Did he or did he not use the protocol that I gave him? I have absolutely no idea. I know that many times that I'll say something like that to somebody, and I'll run into them again at the hotel you know, a year or two years later, and they're saying, wow, I did what you asked me to do. I cannot believe. Look at this. It's completely gone. I feel absolutely great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, it's up to each of us as individuals if we know what to do to do it. Years ago, I had a real bad problem with my brachioradialis muscle. That's the forearm muscle. People call it tennis elbow. And I had it, I'd gotten it strained and it got massively inflamed. And I mean, it was hurting, Doug. I couldn't even pick up a glass of water. I couldn't even do a pull up because I couldn't grip the bar. I mean, it was awful. And this went on for almost a year. Finally, I'm at a, I'm at a, at a health food seminar in Orlando. And I'm wearing a, a brace around my arm, like for the tennis elbow. And I remember, a guy walked up to me and said, you know, I used to have that. And somebody showed me a specific exercise that I could do that would get rid of that within a couple of days. And I looked at him and I said, dude, I said, I will try anything. I will try anything to get rid of this. And I did it. I tried the exercise he showed me. Within a week, Doug, it was completely and totally gone. And to this day, 10 years later, I still do that same exercise every single day and I've never had a problem with it again. Now what's interesting about this is is that I could have not done what he told me to do. I could have not tried what he told me to try. But we've got to be coachable and we've got to be teachable. And if we're not, then what ends up happening, if we get some really good advice, we can end up missing it because we simply were unwilling to listen. By the way, now, heartburn medication, like antacids, okay, and proton pump inhibitors, have now been linked to strokes. This is crazy. A new study has confirmed that many of the most popular heartburn medications can actually be deadly and lead to strokes. These are the proton pump inhibitors. Now, what's interesting about this is when Austin came down with that pericarditis last summer, he ended up massively having a massively increased, he was on Prilosec, and his heart rate really increased. And finally, I looked it up, and it said that one of the side effects of Prilosec was an increased heart rate. And I thought, wow, okay, that's crazy. So I called up the doctor and I said, why is his heart rate so high? And they had no idea, Doug, that that proton pump inhibitor had actually caused that. In addition to that, they've also been linked now to Alzheimer's and dementia. Now, what's also funny about that, and not in a funny ha-ha way, but in an ironic way, is this. A lot of people who use antacids also use the proton pump inhibitors. Now, the antacids are almost always aluminum salts. Rolox, Malox, Tums, all of those things contain aluminum salts. The aluminum has been shown repeatedly to cause Alzheimer's disease. I remember years ago, I had a man come into my office, one of my patients, many, many years ago, and I remember he was a painter, nice guy, and he had completely lost his mind. He, he was coming down with Alzheimer's disease, and his family brought him in, and they said, you know, what can you do for our father? We don't know what to do. And I asked him, I said, how much antacid do you drink? Do you take Malox or Rolaids or Tums? He goes, oh, I, I, I use Malox every single day. Guys, don't do that. It contains aluminum. It's going to poison you. It's going to give you Alzheimer's disease. I remember years ago, Doug, I was in Tallahassee visiting a friend, 
I'm not going to give you his name because I'm not sure how he's doing. I haven't seen him in a few years. And he owns a company. He used to own a, 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 a coffee company up there. And I remember we went and had a steak with him because I love eating a good steak. And I remember I'm sitting in his van. Sharon and I are in the back seat. And he reaches under the front seat after we were done eating the steak. And he pulls out this quart bottle. And he puts it up to his mouth and he starts chugging it. I mean, just glug, 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 glug. And I said to him, I said, you know, Dave, I said, what in the world are you drinking? And he goes, man, I'm drinking Maalox. And I said, Maalox? I said, are you joking me? It's just full of aluminum. He goes, man, I drink about a bottle of this every other day. I've got such bad antacid. And I told him, I said, Dave, why don't you stop drinking all that coffee you drink? I said, I know you own a coffee company, but if you stop drinking the coffee, you may not have acid indigestion anymore because it makes your body extremely acidic. And he said, oh, you think so? I said, yes. Yeah. All you're going to do is get Alzheimer's disease from this mess. And sure enough, he stopped the coffee. And within a few weeks, Doug, he was completely able to come off of that type of medication. Now, guys, listen to me for a second. Don't put antacids in your body with aluminum. That's really, really, really important. Because personally, that's what I think the primary cause of the Alzheimer's disease is with people who use the proton pump inhibitors because I personally believe a lot of these people are also taking antacids along with the proton pump inhibitors or have taken antacids for an extended period of time before they started on proton pump inhibitors. By the way, these chips, these corn chips now have been shown to contain herbicides that are linked to hormone disruption and kidney failure. The Texas-based Frito-Lay Corporation, whose parent company is PepsiCo, <laughs> I'm not going to comment, has been, has been caught selling deadly processed food products that contain both genetically modified pesticides producing corn, and which is basically a, a, a poison, and Monsanto's Roundup herbicide glyphosate, which has been scientifically linked to causing a variety of health problems, including hormone destruction, kidney failure, and a variety of different cancers. Recent tests conducted on Frito-Lay Sunchips product reveal the presence of GMBT corn, which compromised 100% of the corn used in the product. Also found on Sunchips were dangerously high levels of glyphosate, the primary used active ingredient used in Monsanto's Roundup. Guys, here's chips that we're getting in our daily snack things for kids many times in schools that are poisonous. And, of course, this is hardly a shock considering that Frito-Lay, the parent company of PepsiCo, spent more than $13 million, Doug, in fighting mandatory GMO labeling. Both PepsiCo and Frito-Lay are major purveyors of GMO junk foods, many of which are marketed directly to children and which we now know are loaded with chemical poisons in the form of pesticides and herbicide residues. Guys, I can't tell you how important it is that you guys eat organic. I don't even know what to say to try to emphasize that. I know it's expensive. I got that. I'm not even going to try to argue with you about that because you're right. But if you stop going to dinner every night and stop having lunch out every night and make yourself an organic sandwich every single day or whatever you want to have for lunch, it's a lot healthier for you and it won't cost nearly as much money as going out and eating lunch. Fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars sometimes people spend for lunch every single day. We knew one one couple, Doug, they went out to dinner every single night, and their dinner bill alone every night was almost $3,000 a month. I mean, it was what crazy how much world. money they spent. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, wow. Folks, Ted Brower on the Hagman Report. By the way, uh, Cheese Puffs, Corn Puffs, one account invented by a feed mill. Stay right where you're at. I'll be right back.
You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Special guest, Ted Brower. His website, healthmasters.com, healthmasters.com, weighing in on a number of different issues today. You know, just to let you know, you're not going to hear about this stuff elsewhere, or, or at least not in the mainstream or what's called the mainstream media. And soon you're going to see this and other programs called fake news. Of course, any any site, any broadcast that opposes the views of the, uh, well, of the corporate line, that is the agenda of the globalists, any, anyone who says, wait a minute, there are health or, or natural remedies for physical problems, or, hey, what about that supercomputer? Or, or, or even, what about, uh, how, how, what was that fast and furious again? Gun running? Cal exit? That's an initiative, right? Look, stories outside the corporate agenda will be dismissed, labeled fake news, and it's being used to silence opposing views and silence us and silence programs like us, like Ted's, Dave Hodges, and others. Fight this. Understand the enemy that we that we face. Ted Brower is our guest. Ted, going to toss it back to you, sir. Hey, bud. Well, it's uh, Austin on here with you now. Oh, figured, Austin. Uh, I, That's right. I, I take over for the next 30 minutes, but it's a uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show tonight, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, you, you sound just like your dad almost. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, yeah, and I'm looking right here at my program notes, and yes, you are the guest. Austin, you uh, folks, I, I want to say this, okay? Austin Brower is, uh, I, look, his research, if you haven't listened to... um. Health Masters on the radio, on Global Star Radio Network, do so <clears throat> because your research, Austin, into in connecting the dots into Fast and Furious, Cal Exit, all these things, man, is just fabulous. You should have been an investigator, but uh, I guess you just settled for an MBA anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but Austin, uh, th- thanks for joining us and, and thanks for sharing your investigative research findings. I'm just going to let you go. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, first thing that I noticed um, a couple months ago, you know, this never really got any kind of traction anywhere else in the country, anywhere else on mainstream media. We know how they go. They lie about everything. But back from 2008 to 2010, there was something here in central Florida called Operation Castaway with basically the um, Tampa branch of the ATF office. And what they allowed happen is they allowed multiple individuals, uh, one of the main ones being a Hugh Crumpler III, to basically start trafficking weapons out of Florida into the island countries and also over to Honduras. Duras. Now, ATF claimed that they didn't know he transferred anything out of the country, which we know, you know, ATF always tells the truth. <laughs> but what happened was A. Brian Albritton, who's the United States attorney for the Middle District of Florida, basically got the case landed in his lap because they found that Operation Castaway was pretty much one of the most significant firearm trafficking investigations in Central Florida's history. Now, this is back in 2010. This was right in the middle of Fast and Furious, otherwise known as Operation Gunrunner, that was going out in the southwest in Arizona and Texas and New Mexico at the same time. Now, according to the court documents, a group of defendants connected to Hugh Humphler were involved in major international gun trafficking operations. Firearms like those involved in the investigation were smuggled through Honduras and other Central and South American countries before being used, obviously, 
and Mexico and other countries up into south above, you know, south United States. Now, a number of the firearms trafficked by the defendants in Operation Castaway have been linked to violent crimes all throughout the U.S. and also have been linked to the MS-13 gang. So when I started seeing this stuff as far as with Cal exit and them trying to say now that it's, you know, oh, Trump's got an office, so we're going to basically split off from the United States, I knew there's another agenda that's been going on for a very, very long time with this. Now, we see the explosion of just massive crime from a lot of these gangs that are down there in South um, South California and whatnot. But the whole thing about Operation Castaway, and I'll get into this, how it tied into Operation Fast and the Furious, and the whole reasoning behind all this now that I'm starting to see happen is really significant and basically what we can do as patriots to really kind of get ready for anything that may occur and also to be able to stand our ground and defend our country and family. There's some significant things that we really have to start thinking about when you start knowing the type of firepower that these individuals have been given. Because the thing is, Crumpler admitted he dealt over a thousand firearms down there to Honduras. Now, people always wonder, you know, when you see pictures and you hear about these gang member shootings and these guys are running around with fully automatic M16s and AK-47s and RPGs, these, these guys aren't manufacturing these weapons. They're obviously getting them from specific individuals, high up individuals, because nobody has this type of armament sitting around that they're just going to hand off to people for no reason at all. That was one of the whole aspects of Operation Fast and the Furious was to basically run these guns down to Mexico under the guise of straw purchases so they could say they wanted to track them and see where they were going, which we found out later on there was very, very far from the truth. So with with Operation Castaway that was coming out of Florida, he essentially got busted for doing this, and ATF wanted to act like he never moved anything out of Florida. Now, at the same time this is going on, you have Fast and the Furious, which is going on in the uh, southwest of the United States, and so we see all this stuff coming together here. Now, Fast and the Furious, the only reason it got busted is finally Senator Charles Grassley initiated an investigation on ATF because he wanted to know what was going on, especially after Brian Terry, that border agent that many of you have heard about, was found gunned down and two AK-47s that were directly linked to the Fast and the Furious operation were at the scene. Now, just to show you the level of disrespect the ATF has for this country and the level of basically impunity that they fall under. They have they have no bounds. Now, a lot of people say, well, ATF does this, ATF does that. ATF is one of the most unconstitutional agencies in this country. There's absolutely no useful purpose for them being in this country. You could hand over all the operations over to the FBI. It would be completely operational. The ATF was involved with Waco. They were involved with Ruby Ridge. I mean, they let, what, over 70 women and children burn to death in Waco? I mean, come on. This has to stop with this agency, and now we see them running literally thousands upon thousands of machine guns, grenade launchers, and 50 caliber weapons down into Mexico and lose all of them accidentally, so they say. But if you look back when this happened on January 27, 2011, Charles E. Grassley, the senator, 
basically wrote them a letter. ATF responded to the Department of Justice and denied all allegations of Fast and the Furious at all. Senator Grassley then responded with specific documentation supporting the allegations in letters to U.S. Attorney General Holder, if you guys remember that. ATF refused to answer specific questions and formal briefings to Senator Grassley. Indictments filed in federal court at that point and documentation obtained by Senator Grassley and statements of other ATF agents obtained by Senator Grassley show that ATF Phoenix Division allowed and facilitated the sale of almost 3,000 weapons, including AK-47 machine guns, M16s, FN 5.7 pistols, AK-47 machine pistols, and 50 caliber rifles into Mexico. And according to ATF testimony, Mexican officials were not even notified, and ATF agents operating in Mexico were instructed not to alert Mexican authorities about the operation. Now, when you start looking at all this and you start seeing what type of just debacle this was, they weren't supposed to get caught. In my opinion and a lot of other professional opinions, this whole aspect of what ATF was doing was intentionally funneling these light machine guns and heavy weapons, is what a 50 caliber would be classified as, into Mexico to run back into the United States. Now, to date, the U.S. agencies, federal, state, and local have recovered two 170 firearms at crime scenes in the United States now, and Mexican officials have recovered 195 firearms in Mexico at crime scenes that have all been directly related back to the Fast and the Furious operations. So after this started in 2011 with the indictment proceedings with ATF, you guys remember we had two of some of the most egregious false flags that we've ever seen in this country with Newtown, Connecticut, and which was Sandy Hook, and the Colorado Aurora shooting. Both of those happened in 2012, and they were some of the clearest, most blatant false flag events that we've ever seen with a mass shooting. So you start putting all the pictures together with this, and you start seeing this big puzzle that goes on. Well, then fast forward to last year when we saw uh, Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Matt Smith-Meck go on record stating that the whole operation with Fast and Furious was not just getting them in the Mexican drug cartel and moving them up in the United States. It was also, too, to move grenades, grenade launchers, and night vision into other countries in Africa to destabilize issues over there. He claimed that Mexican traffickers were already on record meeting with foreign purchasers in 2010, and weapons linked to the operation later showed up in Morocco. Now, so you start seeing this whole global weapons trafficking coming together now, and in his opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, Border Patrol Agent Brian Terry, who was murdered on December 14, 2010, in the United States, 10 minutes before his shift ended, he was murdered, and it was the day before he was going to blow the whistle on Fast and the Furious, he had already had multiple meetings with ATF members and other people in the Department of Justice because he saw what was going on. This was linked back to another individual that was running an FFL Licensed shop, legal gun shop, and he had multiple Mexicans coming in there at numerous times buying cash, bringing in cash for 50 caliber Barrett rifles, long range 50 caliber Barrett rifles, buying two, three, four, five, six rifles a week. When he talked to ATF, they told him, don't worry about it, let them walk. We basically go in to monitor them. Now we find out later this is complete and total nonsense. They weren't monitoring anything. They were allowing these guns to walk, just like we saw when they raided El Chapo's compound. They found two of the 50 caliber rifles on his ranch as well. 
Then fast forward to last year, we see the Paris attack and over in uh, Paris and the uh, report of investigation followed by a case agent in the ATF tracked one of the fully automatic AK-47s back to a Phoenix gun owner who sold it illegally off the books that went down to Mexico to end up transferring back over to Europe four years later. So you see all these things coming together in unison, and then you start seeing what's going on with the MS-13 drug, uh, you know, the gang members up there in uh, South California and whatnot. But the thing that a lot of people have to understand about the MS-13 is they are some of the most violent, dangerous gangs in the United States. There's roughly about 70,000 members of them. So far, the FBI knows about, but there's also the Latin Kings, there's also the 18th Street Gangs, there's also the Mexican Mafia. They're all at the top of some of the most deadliest Mexican drug cartel slash gang members in this country and operating out of Mexico. Now, the thing about it is, the interesting thing about the MS-13 gang is where I talked to you earlier about they were involved in Operation Castaway with getting weapons through Honduras through the uh, weapons trafficker that was in Florida. So this ties back into now, in October 11, 2012, the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control designated MS-13 a significant transnational criminal organization. And through the report they released in February 2013, you can look it up. It's titled Central American Gangs and Transnational Criminal Organizations. It says the ruthless MS-13 gang is strengthening its ties to the powerful Zetas drug cartel in Mexico by supplying the cartel with advanced weapons and lending its own members for military-style training and cooperation on human trafficking. Now, they go on to say in here, the acquisition of weapons, both for the gang's use and to barter and sell to the Mexican transnational criminal organizations, appears to now be one of the primary activities of the MS-13 in El Salvador and beyond. The MS-13 is significantly enhancing its weapons capabilities, transitioning away from dependence on handguns via the acquisition of automatic rifles such as AK-47s and M16s, along with grenades, rocket-propelled grenade launchers, and light anti-tank weapons. I'm not even, I can't make this up. This was in the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control report from February 2013, and I'll repeat that again, entitled Central American Gangs and Transnational Criminal Organizations. These guys, the MS-13, are actually supplying some of the biggest Mexican drug cartels weapons, including RPGs, machine guns, grenades, and light anti-tank weapons. Now, Doug, you think these guys guys are manufacturing these weapons in their garage. They're just building belt-fed machine guns and RPGs and grenades in their garages down in El Salvador and these other countries. I don't think no, so. That doesn't no. seem very plausible to me. Exactly. These They're coming up with very, very high, powerful weapons that are very, very high quality. They're not showing up with Bobo garage, you know, garage-built revolvers that are falling apart. They're showing up with Colt M16 machine guns and Kalichnikov AK-47s, the same ones we see over in Afghanistan that the Russians handed to Afghanistan, the same ones were given to the Iraqis. So all this stuff is starting to tie together for what we're seeing with... California, and Dave Hodges talked about this repeatedly, as now we're seeing California want to sit back and say, oh, we're going to step aside now. We want to back away 
from the United States. China is now bankrolling them to step away. They have to get permission for the UN to basically enter in a treaty with them to become their own country. And they want to split off and secede from the Union, essentially, is what they're doing. Now, the whole issue with this is this is not what everybody thinks it is. Everybody thinks it is. All the yuppies over there going, oh, yeah, we don't like Trump. We don't like Trump. We want to secede. We want to start our own state. They have absolutely no idea what will happen if this occurs. This will be the most significant demise of this country, second to the Civil War, in my opinion, because this will be the first step in slicing up the United States and carving it up like a pumpkin and giving it away to every other country that wants it. This cannot happen. If the, they allow the MS-13 to come in with, with the armaments they already have, we know they have these armaments, they've already reported it in 2013, that they're giving the weapon capabilities to the Mexican drug cartels. They're actually the ones trafficking the heavy weapons to the Mexican drug cartels. Now, to get on a, a firearm subject as far as what everybody has to understand, the whole aspect of why California wanted to reduce everybody to 10-round magazines, why California wanted to completely ban 50 caliber rifles, why California doesn't like Class 3 machine guns in their state, why they don't let anything pretty much bigger than a revolver or a bolt action or a pump shotgun in their country now with their AR-15s having to have bullet buttons, fixed stocks, all kinds of nonsense that make them essentially not even operational as the weapon platform because they know what is coming in the next couple of years because they've already planned it. The globalists want California to fall and be taken over. All they will have to do is give the green light to these main drug cartels, these main drug members, as far as the ones that are in these gangs that are using these weapons, and they would literally take California over within a matter of weeks, in my opinion, if they have the weaponry that they're basically stating here from the U.S. Treasury Department's letter that they wrote in 2013. The most important aspect that everybody has to start understanding is you cannot meet force like that. You cannot meet light machine gun fire and high capacity machine gun fire with bolt action rifles and pump shotguns and 10 round magazines. It is imperative everybody in this country understand that you have to get prepared with high capacity magazines. Now a lot of people say, well if I'm running a sniper rifle or I'm running you know, five, six hundred yards with a 308, I don't need that. That's a completely different aspect. You're talking about long range support and that is very, very important in any type of squad or any type of fire team. But what everybody has to start getting together now is that you can only match this force with force, and we can legally buy a lot of this stuff now. Beta Mag makes a 100-round magazine for AR-15s. Even if it's semi-automatic, it's around $200 for that. Arm Attack makes a saw drum that's 150 rounds that's around $400. Now, these are expensive. These are military-grade weapons magazines, but they're completely legal to purchase in a lot of states. Now, California, like I just mentioned, they're banned. Can't even have them. Can't even get caught with them now. I think it's a misdemeanor or a felony to even have them. But everybody has to start understanding that you got a Mossberg. That's great. You got a bolt action rifle. That's great. These guys are not going to be coming into your neighborhood with revolvers and Mossberg shotguns. They're going to be coming in with AK 47s with 100 round drums. And they're going to be coming in with M16s with 100 round drums. The only way to show any type of substantial force as a United States patriot movement is we have to start having the capacity to be able to meet equal force with force. Let me give you an example. If you had two 
two equal fire teams that were doing patrols. They were against each other. Say one's the bad guys and one are the good guys. Say the good guys have two AR-15 semi-automatics with a couple 30-round mags. You have somebody that has a long-range 308. somebody else that maybe has a bolt action or a Mossberg shotgun, something decent for breaching. And then you have the bad guys that don't even have anything huge. They may have a couple uh, AR-15s with 150-round drums, maybe an illegal AK-47 with a drum, maybe somebody else with a long range. If these two teams get in a firefight at any point in time, they've already shown in the U.S. military the majority of the time, the team that can produce the heaviest, most aggressive, suppressive fire within the first 30 seconds of a fire fight has the highest chances of winning the firefight. If these two teams that I just mentioned get into a firefight, there's nothing the other team can do that has the low ammunition without any type of long-range support because they can't do anything. As soon as the guys with high magazines with the 150-round drums start laying down repeated fire, the two individuals with 30-round magazines are going to be empty within a few seconds after laying return fire, and they're going to have to reload. They will not be able to allow cover for the long-range support to be able to get into an elevated position to provide cover, and the individual with a shotgun, well, he's pretty much close range always, so he's going to have to go to his pistol, which is probably going to be a 9 millimeter and is going to be around 15 to 17 rounds. That team is essentially dead in their tracks. They're not going to be able to do anything. The other team is going to overrun them in a few minutes with the aggressive firepower that they have. Everybody in the United States has to start understanding this. This is not a joke with these guys. The MS-13 are some of the most ruthless, dangerous gangs in this country, and they're in 43 states now. Now, I'm not saying this to instill fear in anybody. I'm saying this to make everybody awake of what's going on and to not sit back and be complacent. It's good. If you have a gun, if you have a rifle, if you have a pistol, that's good. But I tell everybody as a starting point, whether you like AR-15s, which is a 5.56 caliber, or you want an AR-10, which is a 308 caliber, you need to have at least 10 to 15 standard capacity mags, which would be 25 rounders for the 308 and 30 rounders for the 5.56. You also need to have a good basic sling. You also need to have at least 1,000 rounds of ammunition on tap that you don't touch. That's not even your training ammo. That's your backup ammo. Reliable iron sights are all you need. Now, if you have the excess funds and you want to buy an EOTech or an ACOG, really good optics weapon sight, that's great. Get one. But if not, stick to your basic irons and become proficient with them. You can easily hit targets at 300 yards all day long with irons on an AR-15. It's not difficult at all, especially if you practice. So everybody has to start understanding that if we go to this type of conflict, if these cells in the United States, if these gangs go hot, there will be no matching them in these states that have had restricted gun laws already. They can't have 50s. They can't have high capacity mags. They can't have any of this stuff. The next thing we need to do as soon as Trump gets in office, we have to get him to repeal the Reagan Act that he did in 1986, which is the Firearm Protection Owners Act, which prevents us from buying machine guns that are made after 1986. It's artificially inflated the cost of current machine guns and it's made them way too high for civilians to possess. Any of those weapons regardless still have to have a $200 tax stamp. You still got to go through a background check. So the whole mainstream media lies about you can just go to the store and buy a machine gun is a complete and total lie from hell to try and make the American population think they need to be disarmed for their protection and safety. It's absolute nonsense. So we have to make sure that what happens in California, the globalist plan, we already see what they're doing now. You start putting the pieces of the puzzle for the last 10 years. Now remember, 
Operation Gunrunner, which turned into Fast and the Furious, started in 2006. This has been ongoing for 10 years, Doug. This is not something that happened a couple years ago when they just got busted. This was going on for a decade, and in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, this is still currently going on with weapons trafficking on a regular basis. We already have seen that in multiple files. We've seen what happened over there in Syria, and also what happened over there in Libya with Benghazi. The same thing back in 2012. They were funneling surfaced air missiles and heavy machine guns to the rebels over there. And so that's why they wanted to wipe everybody out in Benghazi. That's why that whole CIA compound was not supposed to live. That's why Ambassador Stevens was supposed to die, because he was going to turn state's evidence on Hillary Clinton and everybody involved in that. 13 Hours is one of the best movies you can watch to show what little respect the U.S. government has for anybody that's doing their operations once they serve their purpose and they have no use for them anymore. So everybody needs to understand, if you're involved in this with the ATF, if you're involved with the FBI, and you're involved in some type of this just debauchery, in my opinion, that's what it's turning into, absolute nonsense, you need to wake up and realize you're going to be held accountable at some point in time in your life. If not in your life, you're going to have to give an account to God Almighty when you see Him, and everybody's going to see Him one day. So you need to sit back and realize, is this the type of behavior you want to engage in with intentionally running weapons to the Mexican drug cartels and the MS-13 gangs to feed these members to come back into California? And Doug, I think a lot of people are starting to wake up now and I'm just hoping you know that's what I want to do tonight is kind of give a brief synopsis on this to kind of make people realize that we need to be able to meet force with force if this escalates into a hot war especially with the Mexican cartels and the MS-13s because these guys will be playing for blood it will not be a joke to them at all so Austin, uh, folks, Austin Brower, uh, bottom line here, don't laugh off the CalExit stuff. It's it's a globalist plan. It's part of a larger agenda. That's what you're saying, of course, Absolutely. the weapons. All right, all right. That's fantastic. What a, what a fantastic summary, investigative re- summary. I applaud your research, as does everyone listening, I'm, I'm certain. So, folks, look at the bigger picture here. Austin, thank you so much for that very concise, very uh, well-presented summary of, of things. Yeah, balkanization of this country, starting with California, disarming the citizens for cause, yep. inserting MS-13 and other like gangs into this country. Folks, that was Austin Brower. Thank you, Austin. We'll come back. Uh, uh, who, who's Absolutely, on? Who's man. It's been, who? Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, all right, brother. Folks, we're going to be right back. Ted Brower, Sharon Brower, coming right up. Stay right where you're at. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. If you like what you're hearing or seeing, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, Facebook, Twitter, the whole, you know, the whole shebang on this Black Friday edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. This Black Friday edition, you know, we've got uh, 
We get the full Brower power, the full Brower package. That was Austin Brower talking earlier. Must tell you that he is loaded with information. You know, you think, you look at these, oh, these various forums. Oh, Cal Exit supporters for California to secede, take first steps. And yes, California files ballot measure to make Cal Exit happen. And everyone's cheering. Oh boy. And even Forbes gets on the bandwagon saying, you know, Cal Exit means that American taxpayers won't have to bail out California's ticking pension time bomb. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, what this all means outside of the agenda of the globalist media? It means they're trying to balkanize the United States. And you heard Austin what the, what the backstory is. Don't fall for any of this uh, crap saying, oh, good, oh, good, you know, we don't need that state anyway. Yeah, they're just a bunch of Looney Tunes. Well, that might be accurate, but there's a bigger picture here at play. And, th- and that's why we have, uh, we were so for we are so fortunate to have uh, young men like Austin Brower uh, come on and say, look, this is what's happening. And man, you, you, I'll tell you something, anyone he ain't adopted, right? Um, before we get back to Ted and uh, Ted Brower, I just want to mention that uh, we, preparation in all manners means is necessary. Texas Ready, you heard, listen to Bailey last week, earlier this week, talking about Texas Ready seed banks. This the Texas Ready seed banks are the Cadillac of seed banks. We bring you nothing, just like HealthMasters.com. I will not take another nutritional supplement brand ever. Again, I, I will never do that. Um, I am sold, committed to healthmasters.com. Well, this is the same way I feel with, with uh, Texas Ready. They contain regionally appropriate open pollinated heirloom seeds. They take into account geographical differences. They contain um, seeds that uh, reproduce true to type. They have certified seeds. I mean, on the list goes on and on and on and on. And if you don't know how to garden, like I don't know how to garden necessarily, well, Texas Ready's got several excellent reference books that help you grow plenty of nutritionally dense food. You can start plants from seedlings, save seeds correctly. And we, we've met the owner. Listen to Bailey. She's called the Seed Lady, and for good reason. She knows her seeds. And how many? How many? What package to, to purchase and how many people? It's based on a uh, number of people you're going to be providing for and such. Let Texas Ready help you plan for your, all of your seeds needs. And th- these seeds come in a refurbished U.S. Army ammo can, w- which have moisture seals. You know, rats can eat through number 10 cans, but bottom line is this. That they have, a, they have a, a special just for Hagman listeners. Use a promo code Hagman. Okay. Order your, your seed banks from Texas Ready. TexasReady.net. That's TexasReady.net. TexasReady.net. Seeds. Promo code Hagman. Free shipping. It's a $63 value. You can't beat that. TexasReady.net. Back to Ted Brower. Thank you so much. Ted, you're up. <laughs> hey, Doug. I told you also, would, he knows that material much better than I do. And so there was absolutely no reason for me to try to cover it because of the California wanting to be exited from the union now. But what we have to understand, too, Doug, is if China is going to underwrite this and let them use the yuan as a currency, as a reserve currency, then that means China is going to basically own California. There's already millions of Chinese in California. And what would happen next is China would start putting troops and have bases in California, which would allow easy troop transport across the United States from a fixed land position. So, guys, this is not okay. And plus, it takes two-thirds of the states to vote for an exit of a state unless 
this state's having some massive civil war campaign going on because of these Mexican gangs that have been armed to the teeth by our government. So, guys, that was a major thing that Austin covered a few minutes ago, and it really needed to be out there. He's absolutely right. High-capacity magazines were one of the first things they banned in California. Now they're saying you have to have a permit to buy ammo in California, and the population there will be completely defenseless against these gangs that are coming in with fully automatic machine guns. This is a nuts situation, Doug. It really, really is, and we really need to go ahead and just pray that God's going to continue to expose these globalists and that crazy governor out there and make people realize that, hey, look, California is an integral part of the United States, though it is filled with ridiculously liberal people, including the Hollywood elite, which are all satanic, and a bunch of weird stuff with the record industry out there. So, guys, here's the thing. The answer is no on a Cal exit, and only because we can't allow the sovereignty of the United States to be damaged by having another country come in and start running the reserve currency for one of our own ex-states. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, what Austin said. You know, I mean, right. the whole thing. I, he, he did amazing research, but the uh, the planning behind this, and of course when you look at Fast and Furious, and the, uh, you look at uh, the predecessor to Fast and Furious, and then of course you look at MS-13. By the way, that report, the uh, report uh, October 11th, uh, 2012. That report is extremely important about uh, MS-13 gangs, transnational aspect of the MS-13. Look at what they're doing. And this is not by accident. The, the, uh, California, the sanctuary cities. Why do you think, folks, the sanctuary cities are so um, important to these globalists? No, that's that's right. one of the reasons. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, excellent. Man. Okay. Let's get back to the health stuff. Yeah, I, I want to just say this. We are going to isolate that segment and uh, have it as a standalone segment because that is worthy of uh, a very, I mean, that's, people need to hear that. So, all right, go no, ahead. they sir. do. And by the way, if you want to hear Austin every day, he's on the show with me. He's my co-host for the Ted and Austin Brower Show. We've got a 24-hour feed. We're also available on Gold, uh, Global Star. Immediately following the Hagman broadcast, every evening, right. five days a week, we have our show play. Or you can call us on any telephone. If you want to use any computer d- data feed, you just call us at 641-552-5310. 24 hours a day, that's hot. Call the phone number, 641-552-5310, and we give you the news the way we see the news. And it's funny, too, Doug, because I've promoted you guys really heavily on the show today. And here's what I said. If you're not looking at your relationship with Jesus Christ and world events and your reading of the Bible, and your understanding of Scripture, if you're not integrating a spiritual aspect into the way you look at the New World Order, guys, you are missing the boat. They gave us Darwinism over a 100 years ago, and they secularized our school systems. And they told us there was no God, there was no religion, it was just ancient, ancient fairy tales that didn't exist. They took God out of our schools. They took God out of our lives for so many people. And so people don't have a true understanding of what a living Savior, Jesus Christ, will do for you. So if you're not listening to alternative talk shows like Hagman or Hodges or me or Sheila that incorporate Christianity into our show as much as we possibly can, then you're missing a big point. If you don't get Genesis chapter 6 in the Old Testament, it's impossible, as far as I'm concerned, to understand the New Testament or the rest of the Old Testament. If you don't understand about these fallen angels, these demons, and these things that go bump in the night that really do exist, that are real. 
We've been told all that supernatural stuff is just hocus pocus and it's just funny, funny, funny. And the Bible doesn't really mean what it says about that to the point where the Roman Catholic Church in 323 took out the book of Enoch out of the Old Testament, which should have never been removed. It's still in the Ethiopian Bible because the Roman Catholic Church didn't have the ability to take it out of the Ethiopian Bible. So guys, please listen to me. It was found intact in the Dead Sea Scrolls. You need to read the book of Enoch. It's really, really important. Let's go back to the nutrition stuff because on the third hour, we're going to really go into some more of this stuff that I just started talking about. Okay, I've got to talk about what's going on with the flu vaccine right now. We literally have thousands of children now that are paralyzed after receiving the flu vaccine in the United States and around the world. This is unbelievable. Let me read this to you. There have been disturbing reports describing, this is an article by Phillips, there have been disturbing reports describing ill effects of the new flu vaccine in the USA on a scale never seen before. The illness caused by flu vaccines, including thousands of paralyzed children or even deaths by the new flu vaccine, has not been explained. To make matters worse, it coincides with the recent Obama-signed presidential executive order on November the 4th promoting a policy advancing global health security agenda to achieve a world safe and secure from infectious diseases. The global medical establishment are more demanding than ever in their guidelines to get vaccinated as part of the advancement of the agenda related to this quietly signed executive order. Developed for the 2017 flu season, the flu vaccine comes with a number of new features as documented by the CDC. There's a recommendations list including people suffering from allergies, such as an egg allergy, to get vaccinated, which is ridiculous, Doug, because they grow the cultures in eggs. This recommendation hasn't been made before because the vaccine's adjuvants ingredients contain egg extracts. However, this perfect rationale for not getting vaccinated because of potential life-threatening egg allergy, which can cause anaphylactic shock, has now been tossed out the window. I know a few years ago, we went to South America, Doug, and the cruise ship wanted us to have a shot for the, for the different diseases down in South America. My wife has a severe allergy to eggs. I have a severe allergy to latex, the latex corks that are put in these shot vials. Our kids carry both our genetic markers for egg allergies and latex allergies. And so we had the medical doctor that we work with locally write us up an excuse explaining this because they had to have a doctor's note to not to allow you basically to get on the ship and to go to South America on this cruise thing. Now, guys, listen to me for a second. If you've got an egg allergy, which a lot of people do, you don't need to be taking shots because you're injecting this protein directly into your blood, which can cause anaphylactic shock. Furthermore, in this list... There is only an injected form of this vaccine and no nasal spray and higher doses for the elderly with a different adjuvant, making it something to be suspicious about. Is this flu vaccine a vaccine stealth attack on the elderly? Remember, the ruling elite have a planned population reduction, and there have been countless cases where vaccine damage has been covered up, allowing these willing to get vaccinated to be led like lambs to the slaughter. Now, what's interesting is this. Sequirius, owning the new flu vaccines, is controlled by CL. CSL LTD, the parent company who just happens to have a director named Dr. Takiata Yamada, a former president to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Health Division. The Clinton Health Access Initiative has held directorship positions with a number of other big pharma companies. An interesting case of following the money trails, perhaps, is a subject for another article. Now, Dr. Humphreys, probably, Doug, the most well-known person in America against vaccines. She's a medical doctor. 
And she says in her article, she says, there's a lot of talk in the past couple of years about flaccid paralysis and some viruses going around, maiming and killing children, mainly in the messed western part of the USA. As always, the finer details are left out, like provocation paralysis, meaning all the things that can be done to the body that can make any virus go deeper. And one of those things is any needle into the muscle at all. The other thing left out of the acute flaccid paralysis conversation is that it used to be called, get ready for this, Doug, it used to be called polio and thought and thought it was to be caused by a virus called the polio virus causing a sy- syndrome named poliomyelitis. The only problem is that the different viruses and toxins can give the same revo- results, poliomyelitis or flaccid paralysis. In other words, you can get flaccid paralysis, which is what they used to call polio, Doug, from the flu vaccine. Thousands of children have become paralyzed now after taking the flu vaccine. Many people think we've done away with the polio and iron lungs, but we haven't, according to Dr. Humphreys. The iron lung is now a much more efficient and sophisticated machine called the endotracheal ventilator. If you think what is going on today with the EVD68 or any other enumerated numbered endoviruses is new, please know that it's just a history repeating itself because the people in charge of the so-called public health seem to be completely out to lunch or bought out when it comes to seeing the reality. See, that's what we have to look at, Doug, is what's going on with this. Now, a California doctor, he basically has a, had a witch hunt after him now because he's given his children vaccine exemptions. His name is Dr. Sears. It's the board, the board claims that Dr. Sears' decision to allow his two-year-old patient to forego future vaccinations for safety reasons somehow puts the child's future contacts at risk for preventable and communicable diseases. Furthermore, the board is considering disciplinary action against Dr. Sears, which may include revocation of his medical license after this child had massive reactions after he had his initial vaccines. Now, another article here by Null, this is an excellent article, and it says the toxic science of flu vaccines said basically flu vaccines are perhaps the most ineffective vaccine on the market. According to the CDC, one-third of children's influential vaccines are with live nasal sprays. Although the last year flu mist was only 3% perfective, according to the NBC report, the real truth behind this withdrawal is likely more crucial. There is no reason to doubt that the vaccine contributed to more cases of flu infection than it prevented. And this is a fundamental flaw with all live vaccines and even killed attenuated ones that have now been shown to shed and infect people in contact with the vaccinated persons, especially those with compromised immune system. Dr. Noel goes on to say, this is the really interesting article, it's very long, I'm really going to read parts of it. The CDC currently recommends that elderly Americans receive a flu shot stating that, listen to this, Doug, vaccination is especially important for people over 65 years of age because they are at high risk for complications of the flu. Unfortunately, this warning is grossly unfounded. A scientific body of research proves that receiving the flu shot does not, I repeat, reduce the mortality among seniors. One particularly compelling 2005 study was carried out by the scientists at the Federal Institutes of Health and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Not only did the study indicate the live, the flu vaccine did not prevent deaths, but that flu death rates increased as a greater percentage of seniors received the shot. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, another known anti-vaccine lady, reviewed the Cochrane database reviews on flu vaccines of efficacy, and she says this, there is no evidence that injecting children 6 to 24 months of age with a flu shot was any more effective than a placebo in children over the age of 2. 
Flu vaccine effectiveness was 33% of the time preventing flu, and children with asthma inactivated flu vaccine did not prevent influenza-related hospitalizations in the database for these children. And he goes on to say, for almost a decade, the CDC has known that influenza cases vaccines are ineffective and life-threatening for the elderly, but continue to market them without hesitation. Hence, in November the 14th, November 2014, five senior citizens at an assisted living facility in Georgia died within a week after the residents were vaccinated with the flu vaccine. During the previous flu year's flu vaccine trials, Pasture's flu zone killed 23 elderly participants during the vaccine trial. 23 died from the vaccine, Doug. Nevertheless, the vaccine was approved and continues to be marketed towards senior citizens. I mean, this is some crazy stuff, Doug. And the nutty part about this is if you're not listening to shows like this tonight, you're not hearing this information. We're giving you the numbers, the statistics, the studies, the dates, and the number of dead from the flu vaccines, including the thousands of children now that have been diagnosed with this flaccid paralysis, which has also been known as polio, in the United States from, we believe, the flu vaccine. What do you think about this stuff, Doug? Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. And just, folks, you have to listen to this because, well, the alternative is, is death, dismember, or death and um, a paralysis. I, my goodness. Well, Doug, the whole, the whole thing is this. I mean, here's the thing. Guys, if you don't believe Big me picture. about the vaccines after you've heard me on my show and heard me on Coast to Coast talking about it or heard me on, on Doug's show talking about it or on a plethora of other radio and TV talk shows that I've been on, okay, I got that. Okay, you don't get it when I talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't believe me. Do your own research, please. Just do your own research. Read the book. It has nothing to do with me. You buy it for a penny online. Confessions of a Medical Heretic by Dr. Robert Mendelson. Or you can read his other book, How to Raise a Healthy Children in Spite of Their Pediatrician. And he was a child pediatrician. He was a pediatrician. He was a pediatrician. My trade. Okay. Read those books. And these books were written back in the 80s, 30 years ago. Guys, think about this for a second. By 2025, a researcher at MIT said that 50% of the children in the United States will have autism. By 2035, they're saying that 100% of the boys will have autism. This is, we're talking like 17, 18 years from now, 18 years. And by 2037, all this 20 years, we'll have every single girl born will be develop, develop autism. Guys, this isn't okay. There's something doing this. And until we can get an isolated factor on what's causing all of this autism, which I believe is the GMOs, the glyphosate and the vaccines these kids are getting, that's what I believe is a combination of all of that mess. We really need to eliminate these things out of the possibilities of causing these things. Now, if you're going to get the vaccines for your kids regardless, here's the thing. Don't get them the first year. Now, think through this with me for the first, for the minute. A mother who's breastfeeding her child provides all of the immunizations that her baby needs for the first year of life. That's why the kids are so healthy when they don't get immunized. The fact their immune systems aren't even developed enough to do anything with these vaccines, even if they were a clean vaccine, if such a thing exists. So, guys, the first year, just scratch that off. Don't get the hepatitis shot when the child is born. The mom's not an IV drug-using prostitute, I hope. All right, That's why they do that. Don't get any shots the first year. And think about this. If we know these kids are coming down with autism in their first or second or third year after these booster shots, you know, and you want to vaccinate them and send them to school when they're five years old, give them a, the first round of vaccines when they're four before they go to school, when their immune systems are more able and they're larger from a body mass standpoint to handle it, or just use selective vaccines. Or if you live in a state that still has a religious exemption like we have in Florida, 
just get the religious waiver form and give to the school. That's what we did when we had our kids in private school many years ago before we started homeschooling them again. Yeah, many, you know, yet yeah, many people will say, Ted, that's so selfish, not vaccinating your kid. That puts my child at risk. Yeah. Doug, Doug, yeah. how does it put their child at risk if their child's been vaccinated? Yeah, my yeah, child's I, the one that's at I, risk. Exactly. I mean, think exactly. about that. I, mean, I remember no. when I went to the, after my third child, actually my fourth one with, with Savannah, we were getting all these religious waiver things. And I went to the health department again for like the third year in a row, right, and getting these forms. And finally the lady looked at the nurse who was talking to me, and I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs. She said, oh, he's been here before. He's not going to listen to anything you say. And she gives me a stack of papers. I guarantee you, Doug, they were 200, 200, 200 pages. And I said to him, I said, please don't give me those papers. I said, I'm just going to throw them in the garbage. I said, I'm going to throw them in the garbage the last two years. I'm going to throw them in the garbage as soon as you give them to me. And she goes, well, I have to give them to you by law. And I said, then I'm going to throw them in the garbage again. And you're going to lose the, all that ink from the copier is going to go in the garbage can. And, and then she gave me the, she gave, she hands me the paperwork. I dropped it in the garbage. And she goes, you put it in the garbage. I said, I told you I'm going to put it in the garbage. <laughs> I'm not going to read it because it's a lie. I said, I don't believe your research because I know it's not true. I'm a research biochemist trained at Florida State University. I do this. I'm a, I, I was a state licensed nutritionist for many, many years. I saw thousands and thousands of patients. I said, I know what I saw in my clinical practice. She goes, well, that was anecdotal. I said, it doesn't make any difference. If you have a bunch of kids come in who are normal and they get vaccinated and then within a couple of months they end up with autism, you know, you start wondering what's going on. Even Donald Trump said that in the campaign when he was talking on the platform yes, he when he's having the debates with the other candidates. So I hope Trump will do something about this. All right, let's jump. I know we're, I know we're almost out of time for this segment again. Sharon will be on in just a few more minutes. New study. Bad gut bacteria can cause constipation, and it's been linked now to kidney disease. Now, guys, listen to me for a second. Death begins in the colon, according to a very well-known researcher from the 50s and the 60s. His name was V.E. Irons. He actually said that basically every disease can be tracked back to the colon. Constipation is a big problem in the United States. I mean, we're literally plugged up from the East Coast to the West Coast. And so you say, well, how in the world can you be have a problem with people who are constipated having kidney disease? Here's what happens. When you have a problem with your intestinal tract and you're not having what's called a proper fecal transit time. In other words, when you use the bathroom and the stuff's not coming out of you within a few hours, few, within, well, within 12 hours, 24 hours, and it's staying in there for four or five days a week if you don't use the bathroom, which happens, by the way, all the time with people, your, your colon becomes extremely toxic. It reabsorbs a lot of water from the colon back into the, the, through the portal vein back into the liver. That toxifies the entire bloodstream. And then the kidneys have to pick up the pace and try to detoxify the blood. This is one of the factors that increase the risk of kidney disease because of constipation. Then, on top of that, you have problems with body odor because now the skin is the largest eliminating organ. It's trying to get rid of the toxins. You have a problem with really bad breath because now the lungs are trying to get this poison out of your system. All of these things are pretty much because your body's plugged up or toxic and you need to go through a detox protocol. Very, very important that your bowels move on a regular basis. We've got a great product. It's called Atrialo. It's, a, it's, not, it's, it's like an aloe vera plant product, and it works great to keep the stool soft and keep the fecal transit time in its proper pay, place. And what it does, it really helps prevent what's called, this, this is called, by the way, auto-intoxication. It helps to avoid all that. Your body's not poisoning itself. So, guys, Kidney disease is also linked to that. Skin problems, acne, all of that is directly linked in many cases, not all cases, in most cases that I've seen, to a problem with the intestinal tract. What do you think, Doug? Right on. I, I mean, <laughs> it's clear. <laughs> it's true. Seriously. Uh, yeah. 
many many people will benefit. Uh, it, it's it's difficult to comment on the uh, on the colon thing, uh, uh, given the fact that I've seen I've been personal friends with, and my father passed away from uh, colon cancer. So uh, yeah, and when you start looking at this and, and start looking at uh, you know what these organs do, particularly the colon, you kind of have to you be better pay attention. That's all. Well, and you think, remember, I've read multiple articles that when Elvis Presley was autopsied, that his colon weighed like 60 pounds because he was so constipated from all the prescription drugs that he'd been given. That's one of the reasons he had gained so much weight. Yeah. yeah. Is that an urban myth, though? I mean... Yeah, Doug, um, you know, I, Doug, I don't know. I didn't see the autopsy report. All I, I guess I guess you could try to order the autopsy report, but I don't know. The whole no, thing no, about no. it is... No, I mean, I, is it possible I've seen so many for, for a human being? I've seen no. I've seen yeah. people get on a cleansing program and clean their intestinal tracts out and lose 10, 15, 20 pounds. I've seen that within a few weeks. I've personally seen that. Wow. Now, whether Elvis would have lost 60 pounds, I don't know, Doug. It could be an urban myth. But the reality is this. He was in extremely bad health that he died in his early 40s. And a lot of that was from right. drug... But- Drug induced, but but, but it, it is possible. I mean, you're you're talking about carrying around this extra poundage of well, you can waste see material, it. You can so see that it. You is see possible. The, you can see the colon. The transverse colon will actually start to fold over, and you'll see it hang down. People will sit, and you'll see it lay on their lap because it's so full. I've seen that many, many times in my practice, wow. and I've seen a lot of that go away just by having colonic irrigation done and flushing out the intestinal tract. I've seen a lot of that now, Doug. Now, whether his colon weighs 60 pounds, if it's an urban myth, who in the world knows? I mean, yeah. I guess you'd have to yeah. pull the full autopsy report up, but I've read that in numerous publications, but they could all be citing the same urban myth. I don't know. But real quick, because we're almost out of time, because I know Cheryl will come yeah, on in just ahead. a minute. Cholesterol, by the way, and I've told you this a million times, is essential to brain health. Now, here's when you get, I've got, I've got the research on it now. In a series of recent experiments on mice and zebrafish, researchers in Sweden found that a molecule called the 2425EC is needed for the internal dopamine factory to function. Now, that's kind of a hard thing to remember. It's like a license plate. But remember, if you miss out on the cholesterol in the 2425EC, thing doesn't work, your body and your brain won't produce dopamine, and it shuts the it shuts the dopamine production down. That's why low LDL cholesterol. This is this is this is not this is the one they tell you that's bad. Has been shown to triple the risk of Parkinson's disease in other studies, and the brain damage doesn't end there, Doug. Low cholesterol could also cause depression, memory loss. Alzheimer's disease and more. Also, cholesterol is critical for healthy arteries because it helps to lubricate the arteries, strong muscles, and a sex life that you can be proud of. You can be proud of, quite frankly, because the statin drugs they give you stiffen up the arteries and they cause erectile dysfunction. So, guys, cholesterol is absolutely critical to stay healthy. Now, I think your cholesterol should stay between two and two hundred fifty. It's over three hundred. You can change it with diet and bring it back down. But you should never take statin drugs. I believe if your cholesterol is three hundred or below, you don't need to do that. There's natural ways you can bring it down to two hundred fifty without having to take a bunch of drugs, which are going to cause a whole bunch of problems, including cancer and some more studies. In fact, another Amen, study, uh, another, yeah, another study. Uh, we're up against it, brother. Look, um, cholesterol. We're, 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 well, we're going to come back with Sharon Brower, folks. Hagman and Hagman report. My goodness, if there's ever a reason not to take statins, there it is. Stay right where you're at. 
Sharon Brower coming right up. Together in the studio, simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I want to welcome all the listeners from all across the world, hearing from every just every country almost. My goodness, thanks for checking in with us. Up next is Sharon Brower. We're getting all of the the, the full Brower treatment here tonight. How blessed are we to have Sharon Brower with us? Right before we get to Sharon, I just want to mention, folks, if you haven't taken advantage of this already, MinutemanStove.com. Let me repeat that, MinutemanStove.com. They're offering right now a fantastic sale. Place an order for a stove, Minuteman's rocket stove from now until midnight on Monday. So this is a very limited time. Use the promo code HAGMAN, and you're going to receive a Minuteman Rocket Stove plus a free forever size half-inch 100,000-strike fire striker, a pound bag of Maya sticks, and also free shipping. It's... It's a $63 savings, all for their regular price at $169.95. You only have a few days to take advantage of this. Please do so. This is not, this sale will not be repeated. MinutemanStove.com, the Cadillac of rocket stoves. That's MinutemanStove.com, $169.95. Regular price of $63 savings with the promo code HAGMAN. Sharon Brower, welcome to the HAGMAN Report. I'll let you, an attorney, right, right loose. Well, thank you so much, Doug. First of all, I wanted to tell you I really enjoyed your segments on Alex Jones' show recently. Those were those were really good. You did a great job, and uh, I just I just like it when people that we look up to like that. He puts guests on like that. You just you just hit it out of the ballpark. Well, thanks, Sharon. I appreciate that. And, you know, it's uh, there's more to come too. So that's oh, sadly I'm there's sure more to there come. is. I know, I know. There's so much going on, and you know, Doug. I know women always want to hear about the women's issues and stuff, and we get just bombarded by positive emails every time we're on your show. People saying we want more information for women, and I don't want to be repetitive, but they keep asking me the same questions, and I really feel deep in my heart today. I want to talk to the women and the men specifically about what the globalist agenda is and how to uh, they're trying to destroy the sanctity of marriage and it's happening all over the globe it's getting worse and worse and worse and it's getting to the point now where marriage is just it's not treated the way it should be treated in the way it has been treated in the past because of the media, because of the globalists, because of the brainwashing. I had just watched a video that Ted sent me, and they had shown the latest Britney Spears video that she had just done. And, oh, Doug, it is so sad to see, especially these young Disney kids that started on the Disney Channel, what they've done to these kids. And they interviewed Brittany, and she's, you know, she's trying to indirectly tell people what she's going through, that she's, she's totally just, just taken over to the dark side. And she just starts crying. She goes, I'm just really sad. And it's so, it's so yeah. true that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
and you aren't filled with the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you don't have that perfect peace and joy that you can rely on in times of tough times and marital problems and children issues and stuff like that because God is much bigger than we are. He's up all night and the most important thing you can do is when you go to bed say God I'm going to give this to you when I wake up in the morning I know you're going to give me a plan I know you're going to give me a solution I know you're going to help me to work this thing out because I'm going to trust in you and that's why we've really 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 got to just share Jesus with so many people and help them to have that peace and joy because I can't imagine life without it I want to get on the Hmm. subject of marriage though it's getting now, Doug, today where people have just totally quit trying. They don't make marriage the, the, the union that God made it to be in the beginning. You know, the Word of God will tell you what marriage is. And the sad thing is, is people are just giving up. They don't want to put an effort to it. Now, if you started a new job or a new position or you were up for a promotion or something, you would work really hard at trying to get a higher position to to get that promotion or whatever it is. Let's say you're in a sport and you'll work really hard at getting better and better at that sport. Well, why is it that we don't put that much effort into our marriage? Something that has to do with the rest of our life, something that has to do with the development of our children, the the future of our country, the backbone of our country. God did not put together in the beginning in the, in, in the Garden of Eden Adam and Steve it was Adam and Eve he attended he, 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 he put it together God's perfect plan for a man and a woman to unite and to become one and to live forever together and anything different than that is out of the will of God as far as marriage goes and the thing is is people they, they quit trying they're too tired they give up they, again, back to the frequency. You know, Ted's talked so much about frequency, about our words, our confessions. And I know we've talked about this over and over again, but it's something so simple, but has so much power. Because the Bible says even life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I want to share with the audience tonight a lot of things that Ted and I have done that maybe they may sound silly to you, but sometimes some of the simplest things can make the biggest differences in a marriage, in anything, in any subject you want to talk about. We've always believed that you still court, which is an old-fashioned word, or date after marriage. You don't quit dating after you're married. You know, there's a thing that men have, and it's called testosterone. Women, we have a lot of estrogen. We're very emotional. We're not as practical. We we are a lot more tender at times. Well, that estrogen is what makes a woman who she is, and the testosterone is what makes a man who he is. And if a man has a good amount of testosterone, number one, he's going to have an, a, a very strong sex drive. Number two, he's going to be a man. And number three, he's 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 going to want to be with his wife. And the thing we have to realize is the world, Satan. The media, Hollywood, all of it, it's all entangled together. They're out there destroying marriages one at a time through the media, through Hollywood, through what they're trying to make us think that we're supposed to be like. And the problem is, 
We've quit trying. We've quit dating. When you get married, it's not the end. You don't quit dating. You continue dating. Um, also, it's real important that you dwell on the good traits of your spouse. Now, this is something that we've learned, and I'm not going to say we've, we're perfect. I'm not going to say that we don't ever have any disagreements because Ted's very, very type A. I'm type A, but nothing like my husband. And I used to think I've got to win. And now I realize, no, he can win 50% of the time. I can win 50% of the time. He can win 100% of the time. I don't care anymore because it's not that important. But you've got to always look at the good traits in your spouse. It's so easy to get mad and get down and start just dissing them, whether it's to their face, behind their back. And that's not of God. The Bible says to think on these good things. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are a good report, dwell on these things. And just like anything, we can get into a pity party, a kicking parade, or whatever you want to call it, and Satan comes and jumps on those negative words, those negative confessions, and they just get deeper and deeper, and they fester like a sore. And before you know it, your marriage is, is on the rocks. Because of the words you've spoken. Now, you're accountable for your actions, not your spouse's actions. And your spouse is not accountable for your actions. So when you're really not sure what to do, go back to what the Word of God says. For instance, if you're always thinking about, oh, well, I'm so mad he does this, and he doesn't do this, and he doesn't clean up after himself, and he, he puts the toilet paper on backwards, and he doesn't do the toothpaste right, and he leaves his clothes on the floor, just all these petty things that most married couples you know complain about don't dwell on those things think about wow he really has been a good supporter he really has a good personality wow he's always thinking about what we can do on our date night and how he can take me out tonight wow he's doing this he's doing that or she you know she makes me a really good meal she is such a good mother she is so good with our children Wow, she always does this for me. And dwell on those things. I don't care if you can't think of about two or three things, but start dwelling on them. Another real important thing is make sure the first words of your mouth that come out of your mouth in the morning when you see your spouse, when you wake up, that they're positive. And we've really worked on this. It takes effort. It's easy not to do these things. It takes effort to do them. But this is just what we do. In the morning, when Ted gets up in the morning, whether we wake up at the same time or not, when we see each other, the first thing he and I say to each other is, I say it first, or he may say it first. I'll say, good morning, wonderful. And he'll say, good morning, beautiful. Now, I know that sounds corny, but if you start your morning with your spouse like that, the odds of you having a good morning are very, very high. The odds of having a bad morning are very, very low. On the other hand, you wake up and you see your spouse and you say, well, what are you going to do today? Well, why haven't you done this? Well, I asked you to do this the other day. Well, you know, and just, just griping and being petty with each other. If you start the day out like that, your day is pretty much going to be like that. So set the stage with just a positive greeting. That's all you have to say. Or I love you. Whatever you want to do. And sometimes you may not even feel like it. Ted may not feel like it. I may not feel like it. But don't go by what we feel. 
go by what you know in your heart to do because your mind doesn't know the difference between real and make-believe and it believes what you tell it and you start speaking these things pretty pretty much if you've got a marriage that maybe not be what you want it to be you'd like to improve it you'll start noticing that and your husband may not even comment back to you but you keep saying that every day every day every day every day and building him up or building your wife up pretty soon you're going to notice they may start building you up a little bit. You never Amen. want to tear. Yeah. You, you, you never want to tear them down. Go ahead, Doug. No, you know, Sharon. Uh, so many people just fall into that that rut or that routine, and and rut's short for routine, where they don't true. speak. You know, I mean, it, it. So thank you for this, and and many, just these little tweaks in our relationship. I believe can improve the quality of our lives. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just want to echo your sentiment. Uh, Fantastic, yes. Well, you know, when I come on a show, I always just ask God, what do you want me to share with the audience? What's what? What do you want me to do to be a blessing? Because I know it's all about political, health, everything. And we're three-dimensional. And marriage is so important today because the marriage... Of, of a husband and a wife is the backbone. Family is the backbone of the country. The most, and I, Ted used to be on the speaking circuit, and one of his good friends was Zig Ziglar. May he rest in peace. But he was an awesome man, and we were so blessed to get to know him very well. And I remember him saying, one of the most important things that you can do for your children is to love your spouse and to show them affection in front of your children. Now, I'm not talking like, get a room type affection but I'm talking about kissing hugging for instance the other night we have a fireplace out on our back porch and Ted and I just love to sit on it whenever we have cold weather and he he, for some reason at this time of year he just loves Ben Crosby uh the Christmas CD so we'll listen to that and we were up by the fireplace and all of a sudden we just started dancing and one of our daughters was watching us through the window and she just was laughing and I thought you know how neat that she's seeing her mom and dad do that a couple nights later we were by the fire again and Ted was sitting in one of the big chairs that he likes to sit in checking his emails and I came out and I kissed him and I said wow so then I kissed him again. Now, I mean, we weren't getting hot and heavy, but I mean, I just kept kissing him. And I just said, you know, I just melt when I kiss you. You know, saying things like that to your spouse, dating them again, falling in love with them every single day. It's just so important and it really helps solidify the marriage. And if you have children at home, they need to see this because my daughter, same one that night when I was kissing my husband, she said, Mom, I saw you out there kissing Dad. I said, well, yeah, we're married. This is what, you know, married couples are supposed to do if you have a good marriage. And she said, but, Mom, you were really kissing him. And I said, well, yeah, because we're really in love. I said, Alexis, if you don't see how to treat your husband or your husband to treat your wife, if we don't show you that, how are you going to know? And I said, the most important thing we can do is to let you see how much we love each other. And she just, she loved it. She thought it was funny, but she loved it. So think about that for your yep. children also. Um, we, it's also, the, the, go ahead, Doug. Yeah. Uh, no, no, just the longer we're married to one another, um, the longer that we are in a relationship, uh, we, we tend to take the other party for granted. And, oh, you do. know, if you can, if, man, if you can always have that spark that, uh, that uh, dating 
mentality. I, I really believe that that will make a huge difference in your life. And we quality time with your spouse. Go ahead. Well, and we have to pass this on to our children so they can pass it on to their children so at least we have some strong Christian marriages when we're gone on this earth. <laughs> you know, that's so important. True, but no, it's yeah. so true, Doug, that you, you've, you've got to do that. I mean, Satan is pulling so hard and the world is pulling so hard that we've got to t- make a, 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 a really a strong effort towards this. Another thing is you need to dress for your spouse. Well, what do you mean? I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I'm going to say, well, I agree. I got comfortable clothes. I like Ted. Oh, my goodness. He got some pajamas on an airplane one time because we upgraded. And he just, he, he, he loves to wear them and working out in the gym and everything. I said, Ted, come on, wear something nice, you know, every now and then. But he doesn't really, you know, he, he likes comfort. Whereas me, I like to look nice for him. And one of the neatest things that makes me feel good is we'll go out on date night and I'm all dressed up and his eyes actually pop out of his head and I thought wow I still got that look to make him look at me like that and that's what you want because we're going to get older and there's always going to be younger people out there and you know it's not just looking and saying oh that's a pretty man that's a handsome man or that's a pretty lady or something nothing's wrong with that but when you go and you look and you look and you look and then you start lusting that's when it's sin you're always going to have good-looking people out there. Look the best you can for your spouse. I know we can 100% of the time. And I even try, because Ted and I work out six days a week, and we have a, a gym here at the house that we work out in, and I try to put makeup on. And sure, I may sweat some of it off or something, but I'm in the gym with him trying to look my best, and I'll turn around, and he'll just be staring at me. And I'm thinking, you know, after 32 years of marriage, that's a real big compliment, Doug. <laughs> it, it, it is, and people might think that, if people think that's shallow, it's not, because it it, it, it builds your self-esteem, it builds the uh, the relationship up as well. Anything that we can do to counter the attack on the sanctity of marriage, anything that we can do uh, that makes your self-esteem, our self-esteem, uh, rise and, and, you know, the attractiveness to continue. Yeah, I, I, boy, don't get me started on, on the appearance of some people. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Well, you know, it's like letting yourself go. You work so hard when you get married, you know, and you, you're working on your weight and you're working on your hair and you're working on all this. And then you get married and, oh, well, I've got them now. And I'm talking about men and women both. I'll just, you know, and they don't intentionally do it. Gain five pounds here, five pounds there. After about 15, 20 years, they're 40, 50 pounds, 60 pounds heavier, 70 pounds heavier. I don't know what happened. Well, your spouse has still got to look at you. And it works both ways, husbands and wives. I'm not just speaking to the husbands or wives. But, you know, think about your spouse. What what did what what did you look like and 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 what drew them to you when you got married? What drew you to your spouse when you got married? And think about that. And if you both work on it together, I realize we get older and I realize there's gravity and I realize, you know, our metabolism slows down. I understand all that. If anybody does, I understand that. But it's important to do the best you can, to look the best you can. And it makes a big difference. Another thing is, remember I said to, to dwell on the positive things. Um, we had a speaker one time that we were friends with on the speaking circuit, and they were saying how their spouse one time, when she went through menopause, how she just started getting where 
oh, she complained about everything he did and everything he said, and it got worse and worse and worse, so they almost got divorced. Well, no, we hear this all the time because during menopause, of course, our hormones are changing. And I've always talked about our menopause support program that we have with Health Masters because I really believe in it, and we've helped a lot of marriages because when your hormones change, it's almost like being depressed if, if, if you want to compare it to something. And if you go to a doctor, they're going to put you on Prozac or Zoloft or one of the antidepressant med- medications. But we have found that the cod liver oil, the 5-HTP, and the B vitamins, just those by themselves, make a humongous difference in the hormones, your attitude, your mood swings. And most men, because of the testosterone, they're pretty even keel. You know, they're really not up and down that much because they're not full of emotions. Women, one day we're up, one day we're down. You know, is Ted getting Sharon number one or Sharon number two, he used to ask me. So that can be very, very strain, uh, much of a strain on a marriage. So if you can avoid that and, and take the supplements that your body needs and the nutrients your body needs to avoid the problems you have in menopause, you can fly through it. Sure, you may have your days, but most of the time it doesn't have to be a a, a divorce or a life-threatening situation that we hear about all the time. Because, Doug, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess it's because of what we do for a living, but, I mean, when Ted used to do the um, have the clinic, I mean, we tell people we are not marital counselors, but we can help you with your hormones. And they'd come back and say, oh, you can't believe she's, she's, ta-. and it's usually the women because of the, the, uh, estrogen. Uh, you can't believe how she's changed. Our marriage is wonderful again. And, you know, it makes the women feel good too because it's horrible going through that. I went through that and oh my goodness, talk about putting a strain on a marriage and your kids. It's just hard for everybody. But think about it. God ordained a marriage between a husband and a wife. That's his best for us. And let's not throw in the towel and give up and take the easy way out. Let's put on, roll up our sleeves, just like we are as patriots, just like we are fighting for this country. You fight for your marriage. You stay strong. You stay firm. You stay in the Word. You stay in prayer. It's so important that you pray on a regular, daily basis with your spouse. If you have your kids around, that's that's even better. But you've got to pray with your spouse because if God isn't the center of your marriage, there's going to be a lot of rocky roads. Wow. I'm telling you, Doug. Well, well, well said. You know, and we have to realize it's the... Um, I, I guess I guess we should realize when we look at uh, what is happening all around us that the traditional marriage, and I don't even like to say that, marriage is between a man and a wife, are, that's under attack. And we are we have to understand the sinister nature of the attack. And, of course, uh, with that comes everything you said. You know, we have to continue to be um, loving spouses, just as if we were dating you know, courting uh, your spouse. I mean, we we can't lose that, and that strengthens our relationship. It sets the example for our children. I think you said it all. I think that that's really a great uh, formula for a healthy relationship and a Christian family. Pray together too. How important is that? I mean, it's really important. So wow, that's all. It's and all of this connects together. I mean, we have to be strong physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So you, yeah, that's, you're, true. You're that's true. That's true. Well, right. you know, it's also important when you pray together. It builds that intimacy, also. 
You know, yes. it's just part of the part of the circle that completes it. But, you know, that's why I was so excited. You know, people say, well, Trump's on his third marriage and all this. I don't care. All I know is I see a happy man and wife with incredible children, a big family unit. He represents family in the White House. And I like that because yeah. we we know too much stuff. You know that's going on that's happened in the past with the, some of the past presidents and everything. There weren't marriages; they were partnerships. They were roommates. <laughs> as soon as the cameras hit them, they grabbed hands. They were holding hands and you know really showing it off. And as soon as the cameras are gone, they drop hands. I mean, it just it, it was just a big fake show. And I really right. believe we've got some some uh, a good sincere marriage in the White House because that's important. That's important for the president. That's important for the the Congress, the Senate. It's important for everybody. Family is so important. And that's why I I really wanted to share tonight and just speak my heart on the family and on marriage. Because, guys, once that's gone, there's nothing. And we've got to get through to these upcoming generations. We've got to show them what a good marriage is. Because they're not going to have anything left at the rate we're going. Sure. And thank you so very much. Thank you for your time and, and for all of your words. Uh, very, very much appreciate it. God bless you, and uh, thanks for doing what you do. My pleasure, and Ted will be back, I think, on the next segment. That's right. All right. Thank you, Doug. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, that was Sharon Brower, uh, Ted's wife. My goodness, it's such great advice, and it's always good to keep our marriages healthy. Um, I know one thing I could not do what I do without my wife and I certainly um I certainly appreciate her you know her uh, support and the support we give each other. Ted's coming up the next segment folks before we get uh before we bring Ted on I just want to remind you if you haven't gone to greenavative.com greenavative.com between now and Christmas 15% of all off of all purchases through Christmas greenavative.com they are the Masters behind the GMAG. Wow, is this ever great? This GMAG device that charges battery. It's a GMAG power cell. Eight ounces makes power by simply adding salt and water to the unit. GMAG is EMP safe, has an indefinite shelf life, can charge an unlimited number of batteries, and is made right here in the United States of America. Whether man-made or natural disasters strike, you need power, you just add water. Visit greenevative.com. That's greenevative.com. It's a must-have when you need, well, you need batteries, rechargeable batteries, throwaway batteries, not good. Greenevative.com. Black Friday. What an information-packed broadcast. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Austin Brower, healthmasters.com. Sharon Brower, 
as an extra added benefit, giving you all sorts of information covering the the just a great swath of of, of information. Don't forget, folks, Health Masters sale. Thanks sixteen. T H A N K S. Thanks sixteen. You get uh well if you if you act right if you act in the next three seconds you'll get a hundred percent off of everything. No yeah uh, no. Time's up. Okay, so if you act um now, ten percent off with thanks sixteen. Remember remember when Rush Limbaugh used to do that? His commercials. Uh I don't know. That was back in the, the late eighties, early nineties. Anyway, Ted Brower is back. We we got some serious stuff to talk about. Ted Brower. By the way, I, I mentioned Green Innovative last hour. Folks, greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com, the GMAG. You gotta use promo code Hagman. I forgot to say that before. Promo code Hagman. See? Now in Health Masters, Health Masters, promo code is thanks16. So, not to be confused. Ted. Hey, Ted. Doug. Oh, hey, by the way, I've, I have yeah. done research on Elvis Presley's colon. Okay, and, well. <laughs> well, no, I know it's terrible. I hate, but I brought it up, and, and I, like I told you, I thought that 60 pounds is probably an urban myth, and you're absolutely right. Well, they're saying it was closer to 30 pounds, and basically that's ridiculously big, too. And well, he that's weighed, better. Uh, yeah. that's, well, that's still horrible. And he said he, and he basically weighed about 350 pounds, and he had impacted feces in there. They said they'd been up there for up to four months. Now, whether any of that's true or not, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been so long oh, ago yeah. since he died in 70, so it's been 40 years ago. But what's interesting about this, let me give you the size of this colon. It had gotten huge. According to Dr. Nick, Elvis's actual doctor, the autopsy revealed that the Presley's colon that was five to six inches in diameter, whereas a normal colon is two to three inches. Okay, that's six inches in diameter versus a two to three inch colon. That's huge. And instead of being yeah. the standard four to five feet long on the colon, his colon was eight to nine feet in length. It was stretched out. And what happens with this is the opiates. Opiates basically stop you from using the bathroom, Doug. Uh, they basically get you really, really constipated. I know a few years ago when I had to go in for an injectable type of back surgery, it was like eight years ago, they had given me some um, morphine. And there's oral morphine. And I remember after I'd taken this stuff for like two days, I mean, the bowels just stop moving completely. You just get plugged up. I mean, everything kind of pretty much stops working. That's why they give you the morphine, you know, when you're in a hospice, if you really on a lot of morphine for an extended period of time because it shuts down your body functions. And it can also stop your breathing and your heart and everything else if you get enough of it. So what's interesting about this is, is that Elvis was huge, approximately 350 pounds according to this article, and his colon was massively enlarged. And this other article says it weighed up to 30 pounds. I don't know. Again, I haven't seen the autopsy results, and I doubt you're going to get autopsy results on Elvis Presley. So, again, uh, probably an urban myth on the 60 pounds. I don't know. I would think that it is. The 30 pounds sounds more in line, but 350 pounds of body weight, that's a pretty big guy. I feel so bad for him that he died in his early 40s like that, Doug. Now, yeah. let's go ahead and start talking about right. Do you have any comments you want to make about Elvis's comments, Well, I, no, I just have, I have a question, uh, just real quick, uh, since we're talking about this rather unpleasant subject. Uh, anyone who would get a colonoscopy, I guess, gets a kit beforehand, too, that makes them, you know, uh, it eliminates all of the, the waste product in, in their digestive system. And see, you hear people joking, wow, you know, it's a... Uh, Apparently, there's a lot of waste that they've got to get rid of. Um, can you really be walking around with stuff like, you know, in your gut that you've had there for a long time? You know, like, I don't know. You know, you know that, that's a great question. That's a great like question. Like Baba Baba Well, you got to remember, people, fifth grade or people, aren't taking, people aren't taking these chemicals and these compounds to cause a massive, massive bowel movement. 
unless they're going in for colonoscopy or they're going in for surgery or whatever, they don't normally get drugs like that to do that. And right. the problem with it is if you're getting these drugs, apparently he'd been given thousands of pills and prescriptions for thousands of pills from this quack doctor that he had, you know, before his death, that he basically, you know, had completely and totally constipated himself. And that's what this doctor said after he was dead. So the morphine will do that. The opiates will do that. They'll constipate you. So, yes, if you have a colon that's not working, Doug, well, I know I know a lady in Tallahassee, not going to mention any names, and uh, she basically would have a bowel movement like once a month. I kid you not, whenever she started her period. Now you think, well, you're kidding, Ted. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Personal personal experience with all this back way back when, 40 years ago. And, and what was interesting about it was is that what was strange about the whole thing is that you know she was sick all the time, sick all the time, headaches all the time, all of it all the time, the, you know, acne problems all the time. And then once a month, if she started her period, she'd have a bowel movement. So guys, listen to me for a second. I don't know what Elvis Presley's colon weighed. If it was 30 pounds, if it was 60 pounds, if it was 10 pounds, I don't know. And quite frankly, I'm, no, I'm never going to know the actual number to that unless we can try to figure out how to get his autopsy results, which I'm, I'm sure they're quite sealed. So here's the deal. Your colon has to move two or three times a day. You need to be having a regular bowel movement two or three times a day. You don't want to pack your colon in like a sausage and have stuff build up. That puts pockets in the colon. It can cause all types of you know problems and infections in the colon. And we've seen that over and over and over again. It can cause appendicitis, all kinds of problems with the colon. It needs to have enough fiber and enough water on a regular basis to function properly. And that's why we tell folks, if you're having a problem with it, you got to clean your colon out, use some of the atrialo. We even have a seven-day cleansing program that works great for a lot of people, Doug, but it's pretty extensive, and it really is not for everybody because not everybody's going to do it. It's seven days, you know, not even eating anything, and then and basically you do a complete cleanse for seven days. Now, I've done it a dozen times. Sharon has done it a dozen times, and I really believe it helps to reverse the aging process to the best of the body's ability to do that because it's doing actually reversing the aging process is, it's pretty difficult as far as you can slow it down, but reversing it's different. But I tell you what, though, after I did a dozen of these things, I felt pretty doggone good. Now, it took me about three years to go through the whole dozen series. But, guys, listen to me for a second. I'm going to repeat it again. Some of the top experts in the field say that death begins in the colon. There's a really good book you can read by Bernard Jensen, and it's called um, Tissue Cleansing Through Bowel Management. You can get it online for free. It's a free PDF, okay? It's a free PDF online Tissue Cleansing Through Bowel Management by Dr. Bernard Jensen. And there are all kinds of health problems that were corrected by helping the folks to clean out their colon. So, guys, let's talk. Let's change subjects. I've had enough of all this. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. This quantum computer, this is crazy. This is like the CIA doing their thing again. And I've talked about this repeatedly, how we basically given over our rights to our government by electing officials who don't represent us. These officials have given it over to the military. The military have given it over to the CIA. The CIA has given it over to the magicians and the sorcerers. And the sorcerers have given it over to the AI, quantum computer intelligence, what they're trying to do, which is an interface with Lucifer. Now, I'm explaining to you how that works right now, exactly how they're doing all of this. Here's what's interesting. Georgie Georgia Rose, the founder, he's a man, of D-Wave, the recent clients for Google and NASA, believes the power of quantum computing is that we can exploit parallel universes to solve problems that we have no other means of confirming. Simply put, quantum computers can think exponentially faster and simultaneously such than as they mature, they will outpace us. In other words, he's saying it's like an artificial intelligence 
that's going to grow and develop and become smarter and smarter and smarter, kind of like Cyberdyne did in the movies, the Terminator, and finally it starts to take over everything. Now, but what's interesting about this is they're saying that they don't really understand how this thing works. It operates in a very, very cold environment, like 270 degrees below zero, and actually lines up the molecules, the atoms inside of this computer. But they don't understand how it works. Now, here's the thing that, that bothers me with all of this, and nobody's asking this question. Okay, this thing looks like a giant monolith. It actually plans to grab the shadows of other parallel universes and bring them into our reality. Basically, these machines can be used to bring demons from parallel universes into our world and communicate with them. In addition, it allowed Lucifer in his realm, in his dimension, to run the machine, which is what I believe they're doing with this machine, and they're tying it over to Lucifer. So what it's done and what it's designed to do is to operate outside of our known time, space, and an alternative dimension. Now, if that sounds absolutely crazy to you, it sounds crazy to me too. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Where did they get this technology? They don't even understand how it works. Now, think about that. It's almost as if Lucifer shows up one day, gives them a set of plans, and say, says, here, build this. I think this will help you guys to figure out how to build an artificial intelligence computer, not bothering to tell them that it will interface back into his dimension and allow him to control our physical reality. Since they've already tagged this now with Morgellons, nanofibers, nanochips, all these different chemicals and compounds in the chemtrails that we've inhaled that have massively influenced and affected our immune systems. All of this stuff is designed to bring us into this transhumanistic agenda, Doug, in which they'll be able to meld human beings with machines. And they have all this microdust and smart dust that we've already inhaled and been in, and already ingested. Now, the good news about that is here in Florida, where I live, it's been a couple of weeks we had chemtrails for a couple of days after the election, and we haven't had any more chemtrails now for about two weeks. The skies are actually turning blue again where we live, and I haven't seen any aerosol spraying from the, from the planes in several weeks, which is actually quite refreshing, and I mean that in a very real sense. So, guys, I want to talk about this some tonight. I want to talk about what our responsibility is now that they're trying to tie us into a machine, that they got the plans from who knows where, that they don't even know how it works and how it interfaces with alternative dimensions. This also goes back to CERN, Doug, this big thing that's got its own, uh, basically, it's like, it's like its own country, it's a sovereignty, uh, this CERN you know, collider in Switzerland. They want us, it was, it was Sheba, the god out there, you know, this mythological god sitting out there, basically in front of this giant collider. You know, we've had planes after they turned this thing on fall from the sky. We've had earthquakes all around the planet. We don't know what it's going to do to our ecosystem, and we certainly don't know, don't know what it's going to do to the magnetic field around the planet that protects us from solar radiation. So I want to talk about all of that stuff tonight. But, Doug, what do you think about the initial stuff I've said about this? Yeah, it's it, fascinating. And, yeah, just continue. Uh, I, there's nothing I can really add that would add to this uh, topic so at this moment. So well, well this, this, well, this is one of those weird topics, again, that you know I'd like to talk about because it's one of those things that we've talked so many times about the AI. We've talked about that mm, on your show, yeah. but we've never talked about how it interfaces with Lucifer and how it's interdimensional. That's it, why it I makes really sense, want to though. That, yeah. but that's, the only way, that's the only way it could do it. And the, the, the craziest thing to me is it's just this absolutely loony. I'm going to say it again. 
They don't know how it works, but they turned it on anyhow. This goes right back to these these dummies back in the 50s exploding hydrogen bombs in the Van Allen radiation belt just to see what would happen. Some of them had postulated that they believed that if they blew out the Van Allen radiation belt with these hydrogen bombs, that they would vent the atmosphere off the planet. We would all suffocate within a matter of hours. But they decided to do it anyway. I mean, really? That's just how these guys think and how they do. You know, the book in the Bible of Daniel, I'm going to read you a verse out of the Bible real quick. I love the Bible. I read it all the time. And it's basically asking, you know, who in the world... It says in Daniel 10:13, and it says, "But the prince of Persia kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael the archangel, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia." Now people say, "Well, who is that? Who is the person that he's battling?" Some people have theorized that it's another fallen angel. Some people have theorized it's Lucifer himself. Some writers have actually given it a name, and they call it Erevan which is a Persian reference to the Prince of Persia of the air. I mean, this is our watch in the United States right now. The future of the United States, Doug, and of this planet is our responsibility. That's why so many of us as patriots got together for Donald Trump, and we said, hey, we're not going to do it. We're not going to allow Clinton to win this. People need to wake up. It's our responsibility to wake up as many people as we possibly can, or at least we need to try. I mean, we're kind of like on the wall, and we're watching these troops coming, and we have to warn the people that are sleeping to wake up. You know, we're basically beings that we have this shot in our life, okay? This is our moment. This is where we're here. You know, God put us here for a purpose. We were called according to his purpose, okay? The balance right now between good and evil is literally visceral. You can feel it. It's palpable. I mean, Doug, before the election, everybody could feel it. Everybody could feel what was going on with Hillary, what was going on with Donald, and we began to realize that this is literally, we're playing for blood. Now, I'm not being facetious here, because we've read the Podesta Files. We are playing for blood on this thing. These guys are playing over life and death, and that's what these guys do. This artificial intelligence, this Luciferian computer, this is like the nature of evil they want to tie us all into. CERN is literally opening up gates. Remember L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons, they opened gates in the other dimensions. Aleister Crowley also opened these other gates. Now we're opening up new gates with CERN. We have an entirely new level of gates being opened right now in Switzerland at CERN, letting who knows what into our environment here, into our dimension. Okay. Lucifer, we've always, people, you always see this when you, when you need to start doing research into the occult. He's cold. I mean, when you, you have like a cold breeze will come into a room when you have some type of demonic possession that occurs. He's very metallic. Remember, he cannot create life, but he can create machines. I'm going to repeat that. He cannot create life, but he can create machines. Now, he can take life that God created, and he can basically screw it up by messing with the DNA code. We saw that in Genesis chapter 6. He's got that ability to basically cross genetic domains, but he does not have the ability to create life out of nothing like Yahweh can do. So that's why he still answers to God because God's still in the upper dimension. But we need to realize this. This is his planet that he's running right now, and he's the basically the God of this earth. You know, he had... Lucifer came before Jesus and asked Jesus to bow down and worship him, and he would give him all of these different kingdoms. Adam basically lost the planet with Eve in the Garden of Eden, 
and God now has had this chess game, so to speak, going on. If you, of course, it's a lot more complicated than that. But it's just good and evil thing going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now we need to realize something. This is so important. We have to realize that we have now been basically penetrated, our bodies have, with all of these heavy metals. We've digested all of these microfibers. We've got all of this stuff in our DNA. We've eaten all of this GMO food. A few weeks ago, Doug, we did a show with you guys. I guess it's been a couple months ago now. And we said the areas in the world where they give us the GMO foods are the highest areas in the world that has Morgellons. Now, guys, listen to me for a second. This is so important. These, this Morgellons is a cross-domain species. It's plant, animal, fungus. And what it does it actually incorporates itself into our DNA. It's like a biomarker on us. They can literally read, I believe, our DNA now from these biomarkers that they put in there, these antennae they put inside of us. It's super important that you maintain a really strong immune system. Uh, we've got a protocol at healthmasters.com for your immune system. You need to be on black seed oil every day. That's B-L-A-C-K, black seed oil. You need to be on vitamin C every day, vitamin D3 every day, potassium iodine every day. I take those without fail. Because remember, all of this is going to tie back into electromagnetism, all of these hidden technologies they've been working on with DARPA. This is some crazy stuff and we've talked about it in depth in your show. But remember this, guys. The whole planet is starting to die. We have entire forests that are dying now. Not just the bees, the forests are dying. The earth is literally just having all kinds of problems and it's because of what they're doing to the earth. You know, I know Dane Whittington says that we basically have put the planet in a straitjacket with these chemtrails and with this harp technology that we've developed from Tesla. Guys, you know, we have zero point energy right now. We have that available to us. Tesla discovered that. He knows how to tie into it. He was able to do that with the Working Cliff Tower. We have more energy in a cubic meter of air around us. We can power our homes and our cities for an entire year from that energy in that one meter. Cars don't need to burn fossil fuels. Cars can use zero-point energy. The problem is the Luciferian elite controlled the oil fields and the coal fields and all the other things that are out there, and they're able to go in now and make huge amounts of money on all of these different technologies, and they don't want to bring zero-point energy to us. Okay, They want to be, quote-unquote, gods with a little G. They want to become transhumans. They want to basically meld and go with machines. They don't care they're destroying the ecosystem. They don't care they're destroying forests. They don't care they're destroying you know hundreds of species every single day. They don't care. Okay? This is basically Satan's little thing. These are his elites that are doing this. These are the guys like Podesta who go to the soul cooking parties. I just watched the video this morning. I was extremely disturbed by it, Doug. And it was by a lady who did a bunch of research on Britney Spears' latest video, basically called, it was called Slumber Party. And what Britney did is she actually took Eyes Wide Shut, the movie with Stanley Kubrick, and she did a music video on that in which she's walking through the crowd dressed in red, which is a symbolic color of the occult, and basically walks in and sees Lucifer symbolized by a lightning bolt across his face, tattooed across his eye, and she basically then goes into this whole place where they're having these crazy sex acts, and they're barely, barely making it so it's not X-rated or even R-rated on this video they're showing on YouTube. And then what happens is she crawls to Lucifer at the end of this video for his approval on her hands and knees. Now, guys, this is what Hollywood's putting out. Britney Spears is a complete and total 
prodigy of MK Ultra through the Disney Studios. This is exactly what's happened to her. It's what happened to a bunch of these other girls, including Miley Cyrus. And this is something you don't need to be allowing your children to watch. You don't need to be watching it. I only watched the, I wouldn't watch the video either. I only watched the expose of the video. It only had a few moments of the video in it. These satanic images get burned into your right brain and they're very difficult for you to release and get rid of. This is what the elite are doing to us. This is what the Hollywood elite are doing. This is what the music industry is doing. They get together and they have these satanic sacrifices and bloodletting rituals. And we already know that's true now because we've seen the WikiLeaks. Now, when I first started talking about this, Doug, years ago on your show, I get these letters. That doesn't really happen. My response is always, look up Ted Gunderson in L.A., head of the FBI for L.A. County. Read his stuff. I'm not making this stuff up. And what ends up happening, Doug, is they get into an interlock thing in which they get into a dimensional phase lock and they can actually pull energy from these other dimensions and they feed these demons and the demons in turn allow them to have what they want in their dimension and that's what our government is trying to do with the CIA we're trying to go into a phase lock with these demonic entities to be able to control the planet now guys this isn't okay with me and it shouldn't be okay with you if you have any idea of this stuff that's going on around us the spiritual aspects we have to talk about now, Doug, because because of Darwinianism and eugenics, we have destroyed the spiritual aspect of most people in the United States. We've been told there's no God. We've been told there is no such thing as religion. It was all made up. We've been told there's no such thing as Satan. There's no such thing as evil. There's no such thing as good. We are just animals that are here today, dead tomorrow. There's no such thing as heaven and hell, and there are no interdimensional beings that are roaming around, even though the Bible is very clear about that. We've been told yeah, the, the Bible, Bible is a yeah, fairy tale. Fairy tale. That's Genesis what I was just going to say that. Yep. The uh, yeah, Bible is no, a fairy tale, I, and, and, and the religion is the cause of all wars. But go on. That's right. Sorry. That's right. And, well, and I remember years ago, I was invited to a wedding in Thailand, and I had enough free airline points, so I was able to fly over there, enough free hotel points, so I could stay, so I could fly free and stay free. And this was a Jewish couple, and I'll never forget this. This was their daughter, their adopted stepdaughter, that was getting married in Thailand. And these were really good people. He was a medical doctor. She was a travel agent. And we went over there, and so he got to speak to the whole group of people that were at the wedding. And I'll never forget what he said. Now, these guys owned their own synagogue up in New York. They had a synagogue. And they actually, he was like the head rabbi, pastor at the synagogue. And he said, he started talking about the Torah. And he said, the, the Torah is a group of like fairy tales of stuff that never really happened, but it's just a story of just things that never happened that we like to read and talk about. He said this from the pulpit. He wanted to basically completely deny the five first books of Levitical law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And the reason for that, and I asked him later, his name was Gary. I said, Gary, why did you say that? You're supposed to be like, you know, you own a synagogue. And he goes, well, he goes, we don't really look at the Torah. We look at the Babylonian Talmud. And you guys, if you have any information on the Babylonian Talmud, you go to Dr. Chuck Baldwin, and you can read some of the stuff that he's written on the Babylonian Talmud. But guys, this is what they've done. They wanted to get rid of our belief in the Bible, the New Testament, the Old Testament. They want to take prayer out of schools, and they wanted to ridicule you if you believe in the Bible or you believe in good or if you realize there's an evil side of creation. They don't want you to think about any of that stuff. Okay, There's a generational difference, Doug, and we're deteriorating so rapidly, this generation. This generation, this millennial generation, is like the worst generation we've ever ridden, ever have ever raised. And now the generation coming up right by the hind of the snowflake generation, they're ridiculous. I mean, these guys have to have Play-Doh and puppies to pet, you know, and they have to have classes canceled when 
to Donald Trump wins an election. They, they kind of they go into shock because they've been put in their safe zones their whole life and they haven't been told that they don't need to do things a different way and they've been given a trophy for everything they've ever participated in. And guys, listen to me. This is what we've created in this country. And that's why Austin was talking about this in such detail. We've got to go back to raising men. It's so important that we do this in the United States. It's so important. The pictures that you saw, if you're watching us on YouTube, there's a 10-foot gator in the pictures, and Austin's got its mouth held open. Of course, it is dead. Austin got that thing in a boat and shot it in the head with a 45 when it tried to come after him because they were doing a gator gig one night with a permit. I mean... Austin is the real deal as far as macho. He really is. And ladies, please, he's happily married with a baby, so he is not single. I want you to know that. Okay? There's a generational difference because we are changing so quickly because of Hollywood, Doug, and because of videos like that that Britney Spears just put out, and, of course, Miley Cyrus, who has herself riding a giant penis in these concerts, which is ridiculous. I mean, this thing is nuts what we've allowed our children to see. And this MK Ultra mind control, I know Roseanne Barr was in this video that I watched, and she said that MK Mind Control runs Hollywood in the music industry. She straight called it out on the video, and it wasn't a fake. It wasn't fake. She was really doing this and really calling it out. See, we have to understand something. Our Bill of Rights has pretty much been undermined. I mean, the Fourth Amendment's pretty much gone. Privacy's gone. You know, everybody has stood around in our generation and watched it with this blithering idiot, George W., who got in and did the Patriot Act, the National Defense Authorization Act. Until 2001, we were still doing pretty good with our Bill of Rights. But after 2001 and 9-11, which was completely staged, it was a inside job of rogue elements of the government and the international banking community that was involved with it, along with the Saudis and the Mossad and a bunch of other people, pick a list, who were involved in all of this stuff. And it was all designed to destroy our civil rights and civil liberties in the United States. And they've done everything they possibly can to do that in the last 15 years. Now, guys, we have a chance at this point to turn that back around, I hope and I pray, with Donald Trump. Because, again, Dave Hodges asked me last year, or back like at the beginning of this year, if I trusted Donald Trump 100%. I told him, absolutely not. I said, we don't know what he's going to do when he gets into power. Too many people have had the talk or the meeting, and they completely change everything they say they're going to do. I don't know. And, of course, a lot of people now, when we don't get what we want, we call our perverted congressmen or our perverted legislation. And, by the way, Doug, during that last break with Sharon, I read most of the article that you wrote on all of the prostitution and all of the pedophilia and all of these young prostitute males that they bring into Washington and these world's elite. And that was an excellent compilation of all of those different articles. And, yes, you're absolutely right. It goes much worse and much deeper than most people have any idea. I remember a few years ago, Doug, right. I was Ted, having... Ted, I, Ted, hold that thought, brother. We're up against a break. You're listening to Hagman and Hagman. Ted Brower, our guest. Stay right where you're at. Ted Brower is our guest talking about some pretty weird things, artificial intelligence, the supercomputer. I mean, it all goes back to Genesis 6. It's all biblically based, and what's coming our way, well, buckle up, make sure your trade tables are locked. It's going to get bumpy, folks. Uh, meanwhile, healthmasters.com. 
healthmasters.com, 10% off with the promo code THANKS16, that is THANKS16, THANKS16. Take advantage of that. I, I mean, look, I get all of my health supplements only from healthmasters.com. Thanks, 16, promo code. Take advantage of that. Do it Do it now. I cannot think of a better um, loving gift for Christmas than a gift from Health Masters. Ted, continue, sir. Thanks, Doug. And, you know, a lot of people ask, Doug, why in the world have we waited so long to do something? Why have we allowed 60 yeah. million babies to abort it? Why have we allowed elections to be stolen? Well, a lot of it's because of normalcy bias. We simply can't believe that this is happening around us, and we want everything to go back to the way it was. You know, we have comfort and we have convenience. You know, we have a decent car, or we have a decent home, or we have a decent lifestyle, and people are so caught up in working and earning a living and trying to pay the bills that they don't really think about how to correct this incredibly corrupt culture that we know as the United States Congress and the Senate. We have no idea how to do that because it's so bad. I remember years ago, I did a seminar in a big church in Atlanta. I'm not going to mention any names now. And it was a black church. And uh, we had a huge response as far as CD sales. And, I mean, the pastor was so nice. He was so nice. Well, a couple years later, he has multiple people in the congregation, boys that were 16, 17 years old, that he had taken on trips with him that he had sodomized. I mean, Doug, unbelievable. And these guys had all finally had enough of it because there were a bunch of them, and they sued him because they didn't want other boys to be sodomized by this guy. I mean, it was the nuttiest thing I'd ever been involved with because well, I wasn't involved in it, but I read about it and I knew this guy personally because I thought, why in the world would he do this? Guys, sin has no bounds. It doesn't have any stoppage because you have a robe on or you're a preacher, whether you're black or white or pink or yellow or purple. It doesn't make any difference. Sin is still sin. And guys, that's the problem with what's happening in Hollywood and what's happening in Congress. We don't want to believe that this stuff is real and it goes on around us. We don't want to believe that people sodomize and torture little children. We don't want to believe that. We don't want to think anything about any of this stuff. We want to pretend like it's not real. And I'm not going to talk about that anymore because it's, it's just it's too dark. I don't want to go there. But, guys, it's the media and Hollywood who are the chief culprits of this. They're the ones who've done this. They're the ones who've taken us down this road with their movies and their stuff that they've done. It's the Johnson Amendment that 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 that, that heathen Johnson got in through Congress that basically stopped churches from talking about, you know, the truth and exposing politicians for who they were. Guys, we've got to get that repealed. Trump has to repeal that. We've got to get rid of that thing. We've got to put Supreme Court justices in who are going to be pro-life, and he has a chance now to replace like four of the Fed governors. And guys. I'm not saying that if he replaces all of the Fed governors, they're going to do what he says, because they don't have to because of the way we structured it. But he really needs to nationalize the Federal Reserve Bank. He needs to do what needs to be done and take their assets away from them that they've taken from us illegally. The Rothschild banking cartel is worth quadrillions of dollars, quadrillions, quadrillions, thousands of trillions. If they have their assets seized in the United States, 
and we take what they've stolen from us as far as the blue chip stocks, et cetera, and we nationalize it, and we return it back to the people of the United States. You know, we can actually change this country and we can use the profits being made by these corporations to completely get rid of the IRS and the tax base that we need to have to sustain the infrastructure. There's all kinds of things that we can do. In fact, you go to Ron Paul's website, how he wants to return back to a gold standard to get real money and real solid money and real solid wealth back in. But we have to have a good system of credit. We cannot shut down the Federal Reserve Bank because our entire system runs through them. But we can nationalize them and we can put somebody in control who answers to Congress and we can print debt-free currency. There's a really good book you can read. It's called Billions for the Bankers and Debts for the People. It's completely free. It's a PDF by Shelton Emery. You can get it downloaded for free. There's another book you can read, too, William Guy Carr. Uh, It's called uh, uh, Pawns in the Game, William Guy Carr, another PDF online, totally free. There's all kinds of things and resources you can take a look at. But, guys, we've got to nationalize the assets of the Federal Reserve Bank, the Rothschilds. In other words, we've got to take the stuff back they stole from us. That's what we have to do. And we have to yeah. basically get, get, and get rid of the debt they created for money out of nothing. And we need to see take their assets and pay off the debt. See, they were smart what they did. They didn't just sell the money to themselves running the Treasury and running the Exchange Stability Fund and running the country. They sold it to other countries, which tied us in with debt to China and to Russia and to a bunch of other countries all around the world. We can't default on that, but we can take their stuff and pay those guys back. And what we can do, and we can start issuing debt-free currency. That's what we have to do is we've got to do this with the Federal Reserve, and we have to do it immediately because these guys right now, Doug, they still control the purse strings of the United States. All they have to do is raise interest rates. The bond prices are going to continue to collapse. Stock market's going to collapse to the point that they'll allow it to collapse. Because remember, because the banks have been allowed now to take their money and buy stocks and bonds and literally gamble with your savings that you have in that bank, they don't have to let the stock market fall because they don't have to sell their stocks. That's something you guys need to realize. The stock market may not have that precipitous drop. But what can happen, though, is if we don't get rid of these guys, they can start really doing a major job on inflating the currency and basically monetize the debt. We can't allow them to do that. We have to make them pay off their own debt from the money they stole from us. But let's talk. Let me, let me finish talking about the genetic, the uh, computer, real quick. Because in the next ten years, because of what's going on with the chemtrails and all of these immunizations that we talked about earlier, and the flu shots, etc., we're going to have more immune disorders like Morgellons, autism. It's not going to end, Doug. It's going to get worse and worse and worse because people will just get sicker and sicker and sicker. Now, one of the big things that are being taught in a lot of the universities is teaching kids to become what they call minimalists. I've got a friend of mine who uh, says, well, she's not my friend. She's one of Sharon's friends from high school, and her daughter just graduated, and she's she's a, a CPA, a finance major, and she has become a minimalist. She was taught this by the university. She only wants, you know, one set of clothes, one blanket, one chair to sit in, this kind of stuff. Because they're teaching in, 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 those, in those shipping container houses, you know. That, That's that exactly they, right. It's crazy. Yeah. I have another yeah. friend of mine who's specializing, who's working with FEMA to bring in shipping container houses. They're literally four and five hundred square foot homes. That's what they are. Now, mm-hmm. hey guys, if you think I'm kidding, I'm not kidding. This is where they're trying to take us in this socialism that they're taking us to. If we had not stopped this tie with Hillary Clinton, if she had gotten into the White House, Doug, we would not even have recognized this country after eight more years. It's almost hard to recognize it now with grown men using little girls' bathrooms under this gay canyon in the White House. Guys, listen to me for a second. This was completely unacceptable what we did with Obama 
it was completely unacceptable to Fast and Furious and nothing happened to him. And with IRS Gate and Fast and Furious and all of the stuff that's been going on and all these false flags that we've seen and all these false flag shootings that we've seen. This is nuts. Now, I hope and I pray that all of this stuff stops when Donald Trump gets in. Now, so far, we have no chemtrails. Now, I don't know if Donald knew about the chemtrails and put a little note out, by the way, whoever's doing this is going to jail. you got to stop it. I don't know. That's being probably Pollyanna on my view, thinking this to come to an end before he's gotten into the White House. I don't know, Doug, but I'm enjoying breathing first for clean air for a long, long time. But, guys, listen yeah. to me. This guy from this, this D-Wave Corporation, this Rose guy, said that he felt as though he was standing at the altar to an alien god in this computer that operates at 270 degrees below zero. It says it's even got a heartbeat in it, pumping this refrigerant, this coolant through it. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, it actually lies inside of a black box inside of this computer. They don't even know, again, how this thing even works and how it ties in with parable dimensions. They don't understand how the interdimensional entities interface with it. They don't understand any of the stuff. They built it anyhow. It's like having the... It's like having a doomsday device. You get the plans to it, and you go, well, let's go ahead and build it and see what happens. Well, they, they did. They built it. Now, remember, it ties into plasma. It ties into ionized atmosphere. It ties into the interdimensional interface. Remember, the chemtrails can also detect exotic propulsion systems and technologies from supposedly alien spacecraft. So are we all tying this together now with the D-Wave computers? Are these D-Wave computers supposed to be bringing in other entities using scalar waves from other dimensions? I don't know, Doug. This whole thing is kind of crazy that we actually have other interdimensional beings that they want to have influence our dimension, and our government is basically cutting deals with them, so to speak, if you can look at it that kind of way. I mean, look at Podesta, look at Clinton. Again, look at the bloodletting and all the stuff they do and these weird things they do. See, the military contractors... Or, you know, who are doing all of these things. They're ultimately in control of our planet with this AI and the CIA and these sorcerers. We've got to understand this is what these guys are doing. We have to understand there's a $6 billion budget, what they're disclosing on CERN. It's probably much, much higher than that. We know that airplanes have fallen out of the sky when they've turned CERN on, that earthquakes have happened. We don't know what it's going to do to the magnetosphere around the planet. Because we've already damaged it so much already with poles, with 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 the, with the harp, with with you know blowing blasting holes in the Van Allen radiation belt, which we talked about earlier. Okay, these psychopaths—they don't care. They don't care if they open up portals to their gods, and these things come in and start affecting us. They don't care. This mythology that they're working with with Shiva and all of the stuff that Tom Horn talks about and Steve Quayle talks about, this stuff is very, very real. I mean, Steve Quayle says that he has a general who was there when they turned that thing on, if you remember, Doug, and a giant actually came through one of these gates. I mean, this is some crazy stuff. But they don't care what they bring in because, guys, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us realize that we're not supposed to be using zero-point energy. They were not supposed to know about anti-gravity technology. It was developed by the Nazis in the 40s. They don't want us to know they can actually put holograms in the atmosphere that's been loaded with barium now from all these chemtrails and that they could have spaceships flying around that could be alien spaceships or our spaceships. They don't know. Even Trump mentioned the other day about the high-flying assets of the United States. They don't want us to know about scalar waves or scalar ships that can depend on time space. They don't want us to know what's going on. But here's what they do. 
they tell us what they're going to do to us because this is the white magic component of this Luciferian doctrine. They want us to know what they're doing because for some reason it helps to eliminate bad, quote, karma on the other side according to their beliefs. They're required to tell us that. That's why Hollywood is constantly telling you in the movies that are released and all of these things that they do, including Britney Spears' latest video, what they're doing to us. But here's the thing about these guys. They want our complicity, and they want our agreement with what they do. That's the true satanic way these guys believe. Okay, Just torturing us and doing this to us isn't good enough. It's not good enough to try to take our soul. They want us to give it to them as a true sacrifice to Lucifer. I remember the other day I was watching this video with Angelina Jolie, and she was talking about her initiation into one of these groups and how they had tied her hands behind her back. This is her talking on the video and the energy and the power that she got, and she allowed them this to do to do this stuff to her. I mean, this is some crazy stuff we got going on in Hollywood. I mean, this is exactly what Baal and Moloch wanted to have done in the Old Testaments. They didn't, he didn't want to come and take your children. He wanted you to take your children and lay them on the altar to pass them through the fire willingly. They wanted you to willingly participate and offer your children as a sacrifice to these guys. But again, after 150 years of being taught there is no God, they were all from animals. They were from slime. They were, the lightning hit a rock and became a human being later on. I mean, that's what they believe, that you know, there's no evil, there's no religion. People have to put things back into context, because right now they have no contextual reality, Doug. When I talk to people about Christianity and what Jesus Christ did on the cross and what his blood does and what a scalar wave is and how we're saved by the blood of Christ and we're saved by his sacrifice, they don't even understand what I'm talking about. They have no understanding because they have no context, because they were told there is no God, there is no good, there is no evil. See, all of this stuff is part of what Lucifer has set up. This is what he loves. He loves all of this stuff because he wants to control our universe through this AI completely and totally because he's already had all of us infected now with this Morgellons, these trackers, this heavy metal poisoning, and all of the stuff that we're doing with the GMO foods. It's so important that we stand in the aggregate and we go, no. When I was on your show back last spring and we were praying, people were saying to me, well, we need to pray that Hillary Clinton gets assassinated. I said, absolutely not. We don't want to pray that. I got emails of that. I said, what we have to do, we have to pray that she is exposed. And, you know, we've prayed that on your show and on my show. And when we pray together, our prayers are scalar waves, incredibly powerful waves that know no distance in time space. They're instantaneously throughout the entire universe when you pray. You literally, you literally challenge and change the fabric of time space when you pray. And when we prayed that Hillary Clinton would be, would be exposed, look what happened. Look what God did. Look at the miracle that we saw. We actually have those re emails getting released the week before. You say, well, well, that's how God did a miracle. Hey, God does, does miracles in many, many different ways, Doug. If there's a flood, you're sitting on your house and somebody get, comes over to rescue on off the roof with a rowboat and you ignore them because the angel didn't pick you up, or they come by and try to pick you up with a helicopter and you ignore them because the angel didn't come pick you up, and pretty soon you're swept away by the flood and you die and you're in heaven. Well, why didn't I get my miracle? Well, we sent you a boat, we sent you a helicopter. What do you want? Guys, 
God's ways are not our ways. It's mysterious the way he does things. He understands the full dimension of time space. He's omnipresent. He knows what he's doing. That's why I told people the night of the election, Doug, I went to bed. I never watched the election on November the 8th. It was my birthday. We'd had a great day. We'd gone out to dinner. I turned a movie on at 8 o'clock. I went to bed at 10 o'clock. Never turned the TV on. Never turned the internet on because I knew my God was able. We'd already prayed and I wasn't going to allow that mainstream mess to mess with my faith. I wasn't going to allow it, the news people to mess with my faith because I knew that Trump was going to win that election because we'd already prayed that Hillary gets exposed and my God is able to do great above all things that we could possibly dream or ask of him and I knew that Trump was going to win that's why I went to bed and I woke up the next morning went to the bathroom pulled my phone up said Trump won I said of course he did that's it praise God and I was so happy went over to hug Sharon I thought this is absolutely wonderful that we have a God like this a God who created us who gave us the ability to control the fabric of time space by the words that we speak and by our actions because we're connected to him through the Holy Spirit and his dimension and he allows us part of his omniscience omnipresence and omnipotence a tiny tiny percentage of that because that's why Lucifer is under our feet that's why Satan has no authority over us over me over your family over our families but guys listen to me we have to take that authority over him if you if somebody comes to your front door with a basket full of snakes and they're all pit vipers and they're all hissing and crawling around in this basket and they say here sign for this this is the delivery for you today you have to sign for it my response is take your stupid basket of snakes and go somewhere else I don't want your snakes Get out. Get off my property before I get a shotgun. That's what we have to do with the devil. The Bible says if we resist him, he will flee. And guys, we have to understand the authority that we've been given in prayer, the dudamus of prayer, and the abilities that God has given us, Doug. Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, comparison. We have that authority through through Jesus Christ. Absolutely we do. And we have to, you know, but, but it's not... The other thing you mentioned too, and a lot of people get this, uh, I think get this confused. Well, you know, we have to solely rely on Jesus. No, no, no. We, we, we were given the ability, for example, to defend ourselves. We were given the ability to, um, to act in the physical while relying on the spiritual. But it's not mutually exclusive. That's right. Okay. I mean, you know, so uh, to the people, and, and, and of course, this is up to you. All right. If you, if you, if you so choose to hold on to your Bible and do nothing but pray as the marauders come into your home, I guess that's up to you. Okay. However, God has given me and given all of us, I think, the ability and the means to defend ourselves, or at least the, the, the way to get the means to defend ourselves. So to me, and this is my personal opinion, but I, I strongly believe this. If you don't, if you don't defend yourselves and your family, then and, and instead, you know, get down on your knees and believe that that is a, a way to go as a martyr. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I, I think, I think to me that I don't agree with that, but that's just, well, uh, let, let, let me tell you, let me tell you an interesting story. Yeah. Last summer, I was at Glacier National Park in Montana. In fact, I did your show out of Montana, out of Kalispell. It was last August. And I remember we were climbing up to the top of Glacier, and I met a Mennonite family. They were like three men and three wives and a bunch of kids, and they were walking up the mountain with us. And I asked them, I said, you guys don't really believe in defending yourselves. Well, no, we don't. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, do you believe in hunting? Oh, yeah, we hunt. I said, so you have guns? Yes, we have guns. I said, let me ask you a question. So I asked, it was interesting. I asked the young guy, 
there were you know he was, he was this, this older guy's son, and he and I said to the young guy, I said, if someone broke into your house and they were raping your wife and children, and they told you when they got done raping them they were going to kill all of you, would you shoot them? Would you allow them to rape your family and kill you? And the young guy goes, I would allow them to rape my family and kill me and my family. And the old guy sitting there, the guy was like 65 years old. And I looked at him and I said, what do you think? He goes, I would blow their head off. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and they got into this big argument right there in front of me. And, and the guy goes, look, you know, you can't let them rape and kill your family. You can't do that. And the other guy goes, well, yes, you can. And the guy goes, no, you can't. So there's this conflict going right there with the Mennonites. They didn't have the clear definition of what they would and wouldn't do in the event somebody broke in and was going to rape and kill their family. So, guys, listen to me for a second. That decision has to be decided before it happens. Let me tell you another story. Years ago, I had this really wealthy couple that I knew. They were one of the promoters of these big seminars I was involved in, and they were very wealthy. And I remember one day we were going up to North Carolina for something, a seminar or whatever, and the wife asked if she could ride up to High Point. That's back when, this is like 25 years ago, when they still had a lot of furniture being built in North Carolina. And she asked me, yes, can we ride up there with us? And so I had a video by Stanford Strong, Stanford Strong, he was a, like an investigator like you, Doug, and it was called Strong Against Crime. And he said in this video, he goes, if you have not prepared for what you would do if you have a home invasion, it's going to go badly for you. And he starts talking about what you have to do in the preparation of what would happen if you got invaded. If somebody came into your house wanting to kill you. And I remember this girl, this woman was watching this video and she walks up to the TV and she turns it off. She goes, that's negative. I'm not going to watch it. I said, okay, whatever. It wasn't two years later, they moved down into the Caribbean, into the islands down there and bought a huge home on the water. And two guys broke into their house when when her husband wasn't home and held them for six hours at gunpoint. True story. Wow. True story. And it messed her up. The girl already had some psychological issues anyhow, but she got really messed up from this and walked around with this giant attack dog everywhere she went for 15 years after that. I mean, one of these 180-pound attack dogs. I mean, he had a doctor's note that she could take it into a mall with her on an airplane with her. <laughs> Wherever she went, she took this attack dog because she was so terrified of what happened to her in that house with mm-hmm. which she would never tell me exactly what happened. I don't know what happened. She may have had horrible things done to her. I don't know. But the point is this. Guys, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. And I realize that prayer is our primary weapon. I got that. Okay? I understand that. But nobody's messing with me or my family. Nobody's messing with my children. Guys, I'm an alpha male, in case you didn't, couldn't tell. So is Austin. So is Doug. I mean, nobody's going to come into my house and threaten to kill me and my family if I'm armed and me not doing anything about it. Not going to happen. Okay? So we have to understand something. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. We have got to understand that we've got to take a stand for Jesus Christ in our life. Now, it ends up being we end up getting martyred in a FEMA camp or whatever happens to us, whatever. That's okay, too, because they can't take away our soul because we're not going to give sure. that to them. They can't do that because our soul is already connected to God and his dimension to the Holy Spirit. And when we die, we immediately belong to him. So, guys, listen to me for a second. They have no authority over you. That's why the Bible, that's why Jesus said, death, where is thy victory, where is thy sting? Jesus delivered us from that. We no longer have to be concerned about death or having these guys do this stuff to us. But guys, listen to me. That's for me and my house. I'm going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to protect my family. And guys, we have to have that mindset. If one of these gangs out of South America or Mexico come into your house, 
They're not there to play with you and your family. They're not there to do tiddlywinks. They're there to come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, just like Lucifer does. And you've got to take authority over that. If that means you've got to use a gun, use a gun. Protect yourself, protect your family, and don't let somebody else make you a victim. That's how I look at it, Doug. And, and that's a to me, that's a very Christian. With you know, those people who say, "Well, turn the other cheek." That's the Christian response. Well, I think people take that to the extreme. Okay, um, it's certainly well. Life and death situations or not. That you know what? No matter. You know what, Ted? I, I'm just as I'm as I'm sitting here thinking about this. I'm going through these because I guarantee you, I will get emails saying, oh, oh, "I know you." you you know, and, and uh, blogs will write. You know, oh, I can't believe! Look what uh, this faithless man said. This this pseudo Christian, this fake Christian, this doom porn guy. Uh, so regardless, but but to me, no, hey, I believe look, I, I, I yeah. believe prayer is the most important thing, Doug. I'm a prayer warrior. Oh, I, I pray every single day. But guys, listen to me for a second. We we have been praying for years and years and years. We had to go out and vote for Trump. We couldn't sit around and let Hillary win. We had to be proactive. You've been taught for too long that you could sit around and do nothing, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Guys, I know we're going to get to heaven. I got all that. But here's the thing. I also know that no one's going to attack me and my family. I got that. And if you're an alpha male, you feel the exact same way. Ladies, if you're married to a guy like that, feel rest assured that he's not going to allow anybody to hurt you or the kids. See, that's what we have to be as Christians. We have to take a stand for what we believe in, Doug. Now, I would rather pray for somebody. I would rather try to get them saved. If, if it's a minor thing and someone gives me an insult, I'm going to basically walk away and just laugh at them and not say anything back to them and say, I'm good, i got to go, so to speak, turn the other cheek. I'm good with that. But when it's a life and death situation and they're threatening my family, I can't do that, Doug. I won't allow myself to do that because the Bible says that the man is the head of the household and we are here to help protect the woman and, and, and the kids. I mean, we can't allow ourselves to be a poor husband and a poor example as a Christian man by being a wimp. And I'm sorry, if you guys want to be a wimp, That's right. knock yourself out. That ain't me. I'm not going to be that way. That's just how the life works in my yeah. end. Yeah, and I, I don't understand anyone who would uh, feel, you know, that way. Um, then how do you feel about the the mass abortion, the, the mass killing of unborn babies? Are you just going to allow that? that? We'll just pray that away. Yeah, that's right. You know, no, man. Well, we've got we'll, to we'll all of this. So we've got to believe we, we, God that he's going to deliver us from all of this mess. We got about two minutes left, brother. This program went by very quickly. Uh, two minutes left. It's all yours, man. Well, you know. Also, I want people to realize is this. You know, and we talked about this earlier in the show. You know, your physical body is really important. The Bible says, "Don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple, and His Spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, He will destroy you." Now, I don't believe He's going to come down and hit you with a lightning bolt. I don't believe that. What I believe He means by that is that the principles of His Word. You know, don't eat pork, don't eat shellfish, don't do this stuff, don't, you know, basically, don't do the things you know that are bad for you. Those are the things that are going to come back and get you. Because he tells you in the Old Testament that if you do certain things, you're going to come down with these long and lingering diseases, which we believe that he was talking about cancer with that. So all of these different diseases have been around for a long, long time, and God warned us what to do and what not to do to avoid these things. 
Just like, you know, we need to realize that, you know, good preparation makes sense. It's not because I have a lack of faith that I have a backup generator. I live in Florida. We have hurricanes come through here and thunderstorms that always knock out the power multiple times a year, and I don't want my food to go bad in my refrigerator or my freezer. It's not because of a lack of faith. It's because I'm preparation, because I'm preparing for what could happen. Guys, all of us need to be, have a preparation mindset, not to walk in fear but to walk in the understanding that God is capable and able to deliver us from all things. But we need to do our part. My, there's an old German plaque that's on my wall in my office. My grandmother made it back in the 1800s. And it says, Zwei Leben stutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. And with those two things, what it says is there's two fundamental principles on, in life that can never be broken. Two principles of life that can never be broken. They are called prayer and work. And guys, that's what we have to do. We have to pray like it's all up to God, and we've got to work like it's all up to us, and God will find the balance there in the middle, which will allow you to do the things that you want to do with your life. I guarantee you He will do that if you seek His will for your life. Amen, brother. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Our thanks to Ted, his wife Sharon, and Austin. Incredible. If you, if you didn't hear the entire broadcast, go back and check it out. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Special thanks 16 is the promo code. Promo code thanks 16 for 10% off. Unless the uh, next three seconds you get there right now, then it's 100% off. Up, oh, time's up. 10% off. Thanks 16. <laughs> healthmasters.com. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Looking forward to All it. Right. Bye-bye. Starting off next week, folks, Tom Horn and Steve Quayle on Monday. God bless. <laughs>